Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Von Boys is back in the building. How's everybody feeling? Hopefully, I had a good week. Hopefully, you're starting your year off the best way possible. And hopefully, that way is not just taking up a treadmills at Planet Fitness <laughs> for all you all you fat souls out there trying to take up all the treadmills so y'all can hog up all that stuff for the first month. Shout out to y'all, man. I hope y'all get y'all life together finally. Y'all stick it through for the first month. Then y'all fall off. I'm hoping everybody starts that year off well. You got a couple more days. Hang in there. Hang you know, in you there. start the year off eating all healthy. Yep. New year, new me. Start drinking more water. Mm-hmm. Cutting back on alcohol. Saying, hey, this is finally the year I'm going to turn myself into the best version of me. Shout out to y'all, man, because y'all never make it through, man. But I'm hoping the best for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> y'all never make it through. Y'all get like a good like six weeks of doing some good stuff, and y'all realize, hey, the old me was pretty good. You know, I, I, ain't, I don't need to change right, nobody. Yeah. All right, man. I want to say shout out to to Michigan. Yes, it was, it was, it's been a tough week. It was for you, a tough man. week. It's all right though, man. Y- y'all had a, y'all had a damn good year, man. We, so shout we, out oh, that right. was last week. That was last yeah, week. We forgot to bring that up. That's last okay. Week. Um, I'm proud of them. As long as we beat Ohio State, that's all I care about. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, but now we into the NFL playoffs. Ryan Buffalo. Shout out looking to Buffalo. Pretty, looking pretty good. Got a got old boy back and healthy, so that's a big time blessing for us. Oh yes, man! Yes, you, you, yeah. I heard that your your guy uh, finally left the hospital. Yeah. Man, he left the so. hospital. I'm about to put some more people in the hospital. So I just want to say for all. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Oh, 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 oh shit, man! You coming in hot? <laughs> Let me finish the intro before yeah. you incriminate yourself. Sorry, yeah. sorry. All right, hold on, everybody. Welcome back to Sin Max Avance, aka the greatest podcast in the world. Got my man Ryan right here, Buffalo ready. Sean over here, man. Michigan yes, getting sir. ready to throw down for everybody. Did oh, you yeah. give him some? Oh yeah, right. Michigan had a good year, man. We so did. Don't, we did. You know, don't Thir- hang. Thirteen and one. Out. Thirteen and one. We did all right. We wouldn't have beat Georgia anyway. They beat the living piss <laughs> out of TCU. God yeah, they, damn! They smacked our ass last year. Oh, you would have thought that they played a middle school they or something, man. Jefferson Middle School, fucking uh, <laughs> Blackhawk Christian. Man, God damn, sixty-five to seven. TCU? Man, they beat them, man. Like they got pissed man, off in the tunnel. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, what you see about my mama? Jeez, man. But yeah, no, Buffalo and Dallas are in the playoffs. How y'all feel about that? Might be you could actually run into each other who knows could be a I'm, super bowl I'm actually matchup. i'm actually very 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 confident you know i like i like how our chances look i was i was really one of those fans is like i don't want us to have like the top seed yeah that feels like a jinx because i feel like eh, if we get the top seed last time we had the top seed man i think it was like romo went, went out on, with it. jessica yeah, simpson yeah. or something like that and then yeah. we got our asses whooped and i was like y'all oh, had the top seed that year that was a year that we had the top seed that he was fumbled a, that uh extra point? yeah no he, that no that wasn't the fumble year that was the year where uh i think the giants came up and whooped our ass that that uh that uh playoff game okay it was like tony romo he went back to texas that's when he was dating jessica simpson yeah and everybody gave him shit like man why the hell you ain't back here man training getting ready for the playoffs you out here with jessica simpson I was like, all right, man, who cares, man? We're going to lose regardless. Does it really matter what he does? Man, like, get happy before Those the offseason. Those big-ass titties he should be with Jessica. <laughs> all right, man. Well, you know, well, shout out to Jessica Simpson, man. She does look like she got stung by a bunch of bees. Yeah. Like, she got those lip injections. I, I don't know what's been going on with her, man. Not but, the same. Uh, I'm sorry we were she did that. Doesn't 20. look the same, man. That's messed up. Well, you got something to look forward to next week. You got Tampa Bay and Dallas, and you got Buffalo and who, Miami? Yeah. Yeah, y'all should Scary. win that one. Nah, to yeah. quote our colleague Sean Brown, Scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not I'm worried about y'all in Miami 
at all. No, my dad's worried. As long as Tua doesn't play. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel like the Dolphins kind of lipped their way into the playoffs. So that that, that really don't matter. They got the water boy at quarterback and shit. I don't even know who this dude is. So they're going to get Keanu Reeves from the replacements. (laughs) He going to step out on the field. Uncle Rico from. uh, Uncle Rico (laughs) going over the mountains over there. (laughs) They have the fastest men in football. They do, which is terrifying. Multiple nightmares for the Buffalo Bills. All the receivers are good. No, they can get Booby Johnson, man. Night lights, man. They, oh, can, man. they can get Lawrence they Taylor boot? from 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 the Miami Sharks. They can get like Willie Beeman. <laughs> Willie Beeman. <laughs> they, 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 they still gonna oh, get Willie Beeman's playing. They beat Buffalo. I oh, guarantee that. Nah, man. Nah, I think man. y'all got this one. I think Buffalo is on a mission. Now, I'm gonna put it out there. They play. I want Buffalo, and I'm a Cowboys fan. I preface that. I actually want Buffalo to win. Really? I want Buffalo to the very least make the damn Super Bowl. So that the Cowboys can also so make I can the cry Super Bowl. again with the Super Bowl. So monster. I can whoop y'all ass. <laughs> yeah, if the Cowboys and the Bills, you, you don't want to do a podcast with me after that, man. If we oh, ever got there be and we beat y'all, man, you're gonna be sick of me. Yeah, that'd be bad. <laughs> it's happened before. They, the they, Cowboys kind of limped their way in too, though. They didn't look too good versus the Commanders. So they, no, they, I was like, all right, man. First off, I didn't want y'all to lose, but I didn't want y'all to get embarrassed like embarrassed. that. <laughs> At least act like y'all trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not that's not get stuck on sports. We're, man. Yeah, we, we're a movie podcast. We a movie podcast. If they make a movie about the Cowboys, then we'll talk about it. Yes. Up until then, no. A lot of cocaine in them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cocaine Cowboys, boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we all about. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to see Michael Irvin and Deion Sanders' cast. Oh, they didn't Michael Irvin never did any of that back then. I'm oh, sure. not at all. <laughs> not at all. No cocaine at all. Not at all, man. Not I'm telling all. you, man, look at his nose. Yeah. <laughs> He's still high. Look at him. He used to be sweating all over the place. <laughs> That's why he talks so fast, yeah, man. Yeah. All <laughs> that cocaine. Talking shit. Hell yeah. Leading NFL in receiving yards, talking shit. Puddles of water underneath his desk, just sweating <laughs> oh, all over the place. Oh, I couldn't stand it. I, I love the guy now, but yeah. when he was playing, I oh, hated Michael Irvin. Oh, I hated that guy so much, yeah. but I love the uh, guy you now. You never met an old man who used to play back in the day and still think he got it? <laughs> he do. That's Michael Irvin to a T. <laughs> I saw him in the longest yard. He still could play a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Tell you, man, you put me out there right now, man. I'll, 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 I will bear about that. Yeah, yeah. That's Michael Irvin. He that uncle who swear he did oh, yeah. everything oh, when yeah. he was young. He, <laughs> he did. He really did. Oh, Michael Irvin really did do all that. I, oh, I couldn't stand him. He, he, he's a, first. He, he deserves all his Hall of Fame jackets. He was the man. But good lord, he caused my favorite team, Buffalo. Hell, oh man, I Jesus. remember those days. He yeah. did. Well, shout out to Michael Irvin. You know what, Michael Irvin, Jalen Rose, Sean Brown, y'all got some strong hairlines, man. I'm gonna give all that to y'all. <laughs> Strongest hairlines in the business, man. If anything else, man, oh, they gonna use, use y'all on the encyclopedia for right. the strongest right. black man with hairlines ever. <laughs> <laughs> y'all got some, y'all got some solid hairline. Oh, I'm jealous as fuck. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where it came from, but maybe I don't know. Maybe my dad's side of family, but yeah. no, that's what kicks it in, man. A man with a good hairline, man, he yeah. can constantly look younger than everybody else. I know, man. I had, to, I got last time I went to the casino, they carded me. They was like, "Hey, man, come here." Like, like, how old are you? I'm like, I'm, "That's a compliment." I know, but it, it, it was a good feeling. But I usually I just walk right by him. He's like, "No, no, 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 come here. How old are you?" I was like, "Man, I'm probably older than you." No, 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 come here. And he looked at me. He's, oh, yeah, yeah you older than me. <laughs> well, go ahead. You go ahead. I'm like, man, damn, it felt good, though. It felt good, though. So, you know, yeah. that, that's why I started feeling bad. I, I, I don't like to talk about my wife sometimes. But I like the women, they love being carded. You ever notice that? Yeah, it makes them feel they, good. They, yeah. the, the day that they're not carded, I swear, it's like the worst day you've ever been on. <laughs> Everything goes fucking downhill from yeah. there, man. Downhill, like, like faster than Tom Brady like in the playoffs. He's going to go downhill very fucking <laughs> and, fast. You know, one thing, like they say, black don't crack, man. We we, we look younger. You know, even when we're older, we'll look younger, you know. No, so. And even when we get older, yeah. like, if we get like a, 
lose a hairline, but we can get like a strong beard and we can get like rock mm-hmm. the baldy. Yeah. Ooh, man, like we can really pull it off, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, once it starts going up yeah. top, I'm cutting it all off, man. I'm yeah. just going to go solid body. I'm starting, to get, myself, I'm starting to get that. it, too. I'm starting to get it in the back, and it, it took me a while to get used to. Uh, every time the barber was like, man, you, you're losing a little bit of hair out there. I was like, oh, my God. But it's hereditary because my dad lost his hair. My brother lost his hair. It's, it's something you, it just happens. You know what I mean? Like most men go through that, and it, it kind of it's a little bit of a shock. But I still got my hair, but it's starting to I'm not I'm not LeBron yet. I'm not K D. <laughs> oh man, KD got it the KD worst. KD got it. They like hamburger meat up there. Like, yeah, it's bad. Be Michael Jordan at yeah, they need to go ahead and both of them need to go ahead no, and cut he, that. They constantly scratch the top of their head trying yeah. to figure life out. I don't know what's going on with them. But it is a it is a, a something different. You're just not used to that. You're always used to your hair being there and then you start to look in the mirror like, damn, I'm starting to bald a little bit. So Well if yeah. it makes you feel any better as a black man with braids. It's got too much hair. Yeah. <laughs> My gray hairs are popping up in the places oh, yeah. I at least expect. Oh, yeah. It makes uh, you feel any better. That, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> I, I got them in my beard. <laughs> yeah. But so you I'm, know I, what, though? The you head I want to age is not aging the way I want women it Women like it, though. I mean, like in my beard, women like that. You know what I mean? Like, you can't really see it, but if you get close enough, there's little bits of gray in my beard. You know what I mean? And I didn't used to have them all of a sudden, but... I haven't had no complaints, so some of that makes you look a little more, you know, um, well, like distinguished. Yeah, distinguished. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I like that distinguished yeah. look, but I don't want to pull my pants down and look like an old man. No, nobody uh, looking at that. <laughs> nobody <laughs> looking at yeah, that. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. the gray hairs are popping up where they need to be. Not That's there. What? Yeah, I don't know about there. I haven't had that yet. <laughs> I swear to God, have I ever heard you using just for men down low? <laughs> Man, like I'm kicking you off this podcast, man. Yeah. Like I ain't got time for your bullshit. Right. He's like, man, I saw one. I just like, hey, I'm, I'm bleaching. Hey, once you cut, once you grab one, they come in, in, a, in a bunch of so. <laughs> Good advice, Sean. Like, no, nah, like, you can't beat Father Time, man. He's undefeated. Yeah, undefeated. no, you can't. Just you let can't. it go. Yeah. So, Sean, you probably just need to watch like uh, Red Table Talks to find out what Jada did. Like, just cope with that shit. Like, I'm not that bad, but I just noticed a little, little deterioration. Like. It's this happens like i said it's hereditary gray hair is hereditary there's nothing you could do we almost 40 if you think about it like shit i had gray hair when i was in my 20s you know i'm so oh, i did too i had yeah. gray hair in my hair so yeah. even now what? like, like yeah. I, 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 you're I'm, not alone but i didn't fall in that category I, well shit lucky you yeah lucky yeah no, no, you still got your braids with your do-rag and everything man like you, like you stay looking like a drug dealer <laughs> well you gotta be careful <laughs> where you look like you got it on you um, we're gonna talk after this podcast. yeah you gotta be careful wearing like me with hats and stuff it doesn't do me any good i wear hats too much probably but you know so but i got my hair i just not like while i was 18 you know what i mean so i'm gonna no, no. 20 years ago, you know. So. No, like I said, you, you earned this age, man. Oh, a, lot, yeah. a lot of people don't make it. You know, a, lot, you know, a lot, lot of people don't make it to this age. Yeah. Them, oh, make we can age. name 10 of them that probably not here anymore. So we'll just be happy to be here. Gray, this, you earn that gray. You know what I mean? You earn that baldness a little bit. That's all right. You know, women still, they're going to like you for who you are, you know. So I just don't, you know, not to graze down there, maybe, Ryan, but we <laughs> deal with that on your own time. You know? so, uh, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Sorry yeah, for even yeah. enlightening you guys. That's all right. That. I didn't want to think about it. <laughs> no, like, like the great uh, philosopher said, Martin Lawrence, nobody is immune to the trials and tribulations of life. None. It's going to happen to all of us, right. man. We just have to accept it and just move forward the best we can. For so, sure. That being said, let's move forward with the podcast, right. man. That being said, let me let me, let me me check the energy because I'm the mental health guy because I had a pretty rough week. I want to see how my brother's doing, man. Ryan, how, how you been doing, man? Is 2023 treating you better than last year so far? No, but... <laughs> Damn, man. I'm throwing the alley. He just We're knocking one that problem. Like Tony <laughs> I'm knocking out one problem at a time. It's only been 10 days. Man. So, um, with rent and electric bills going up, 
Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. me being a single guy, doing all that by myself for fear of pain, Sean. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah I, I might have, I got to get a weekend job or something, or something, uh, third shift during the week. I, I'll definitely say, you better hey, hear me file them taxes. Uh, dead serious. Yeah, hey, that's that, coming up. Yeah, yeah, those W2s can't yeah. get here fast enough. Yeah, but that's only going to be a temporary solution. I'm going to get my PlayStation 4 fixed, pay off my debt. And I'll, I'll be right back to square one. So, yeah, I will be getting a second job here very soon. Yeah. But um, I'm still alive, and uh, it could absolutely be worse. So um, life is not bad at all. I, I'm at at our advanced age. Uh, we are officially middle-aged now. Guys. Right. Don't, don't. I've been middle-aged since 27, man. <laughs> like, black men, we do, not, we do not age the same, man. No. Everything else takes us out before fall of time. Right? Very true. Very true. Yeah, it, it could absolutely be worse. So, um, yeah, I'm counting my blessings. And uh, I'm going to try to appreciate life. And you're still above, man. Very you got, true. You got, you got plenty of time to reverse all that bad fortune that you have. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Like, who knows? Like, maybe the podcast will probably finally take off and I can finally get y'all paid. I, I ain't trying to say you got to go to fucking Foot Locker and buy you a bunch of Jordans and, you know, get like a little silk do-rag and all that shit, man. I don't want you to be one of those people that get rich Why and you don't you know what to do. put that fantasy in my head, Speaking Tom. of that, I've silk been, do-rag? I've been you don't need a silk do-rag. <laughs> yeah. It's like the blackest. I do now. I, know, man. I do now. I, didn't, I never had that thought in my head. Right. Yeah, I'm seeing Kango hats and fucking <laughs> shit in your future. Man. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I've been, I've been putting the podcast on as best as I can anytime I meet somebody or – talk to anybody new um, or any friends that I might have known we have a podcast. I've been trying to put us on as much as we can, as much as I can. So uh, that way we get the word out, let people been listening, you know? So uh, yeah, we can get, take it further this year. Let's see what we can do. So no, I'm going to take it as far as I can. Yeah. You know, like, like particularly for you, Ryan, because I'll just say for myself, I married my sugar mama. I'm blessed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're smarter I, than I am. I should I, have when I was in my early 20s. Hey, it happens. Though. No, no, no. I was like, all right, man. Baby, me and you together, we're going we gonna to work right. this out. Not, not Ike and Tina, man, but me and you, we're going to be stuck, man, like like, like, like Shaq and Donuts, man. We're going to be together like forever <laughs> like that. Because, you know, when you get to that point where you – it's it's a very liberating feeling. Like when you get to that point where you don't even look – and your bank account no more. You just keep spending money. Like that's that's the phase that I finally got into. I'm like, all right, Damn. finally, I'm breathing. I'm not worried mm-hmm. about my account like ever going negative. My wife, I'm, I'm gonna ride her all the way to the finish line, man. I'm like, <laughs> baby, like you keep getting promoted, yeah. like, get another job, man. Right. Matter of fact, man, you know what? I'm gonna support you and be a stay at home dad one day because <laughs> I want to support you and your dreams. She's like, I don't want to do that, boy. Yes, you do. I, mean, <laughs> I got I, I got to talk her up, man. Right. It's like, babe, I'm, I'm I'm waiting for you to carry this family to the next level. That's what we got to keep doing for each other. I'm gonna support you so you can support me. So I have a dream of doing. Nothing all day, but watch movies. <laughs> she thinks I'm that. playing, but I really want to do that. My kids getting ready to move out the house. I'm talking about being a stay at home dad. My, my my dreams are all off. Oh, like I'm, I'm just all reversed. I'm like, hey, baby, just me and you. That sounds fun though. We gonna get yeah. a cabin. We I, like I'll have Sean over every once in a while. We go fishing in a little <laughs> pond in the back, man. Like, oh shit, man, you ain't never gonna get rid of us. Yeah, like, you, forget, you can hang it up. I'm gonna be right over there. I remember I had this buddy. He was about to buy a house. And he's like, Sean, there's a pond in the backyard that is on our property. Don't that sound dope? I was like, dude, please get this house. I was like, asking him, I'm like, let me call your damn realtor, man. Let's see what the hell's going on because I'm coming over. He didn't get the house. He told me we were both disappointed. He was like, man, I couldn't get it. They sold, they, they wanted too much. I was like, ah, oh, shit, it was a big ass pond. And he was saying that people were out there fishing and shit. Like, man, that would be the life for me. Yo, man, you know, if there's so. any realtors listening right now, yeah. please hit us up, man. I would love <laughs> to have a house 
with a pond in the back. Oh, that would be great. Oh, my God. Ain't got to be no fish now. I'll just be sitting there with like a stick in the string. I'm like, all right, man, I'm just, I'm just out here on a bank on the bluff. <laughs> no, no, it's just a dream to sit there, watch the birds, and sit there and do nothing. It's right. very peaceful. It's very mm-hmm. peaceful. Ryan, you need, to, you need to do some more fishing, man. You need to find out another hobby this, other than movies. This spring, this summer, we're going to all go fishing, man. We, it, I, would, it, I would love to go and fishing. And even if you don't catch nothing, it's still uh, it's peaceful. No, it's you know, it's the company that you it, keep. Yes, you could drink a beer, just throw a line out there. You, you, I'll show you what to do. Uh, if like you Ryan, you, you know, probably smoke yeah. weed out there. Yeah, nobody yeah. gonna come after you. No, you oh. could throw that in the water. They might come up. You know what I mean? So see how that happens. <laughs> but uh, no, it's 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 peaceful and it, it's it's like nat- you're one with nature. For me, some people don't like it because the fish not biting. It's not for them. But even if I don't catch nothing, I still have fun. You know? So, no, because yeah. even though I used to complain. To all the listeners who heard me complaining over the past year about how much I hate camping, there are like very slim moments of pure clarity that I have uh-huh. of when you're sitting out there in nature, you just kind of like listen to the fire, like the wood cracking and all that stuff. There is a moment where you do find a moment of peace of just sitting back in nature, relaxing under a nice, cool wind. Like it is a beautiful feeling when you finally hit that. And then when you finally go like, all right, I get it. I see why you like doing this. All this other sitting in heat stuff, but Fishing, camping, all that stuff, all that being out in nature, I understand why people love that. It's the only it's the only reason why I have like this little thing of like I understand why people pay yeah. to go sleep outside or pay like this obscene amount of money to go on like a fishing trip or charter a boat and go out and do this like these real fishing because just to go salmon fishing to get your license and all that stuff, right. man. They they you gotta go through some hurdles, man. But yeah. the end result of like going out there, man, wrestling with a fish and actually catching it. It is a very exhilarating experience. I've so. heard good things. Yeah, it, it, it is. It it is. Like, it really like going through that like... fight and actually catching one. Yeah, it's like you versus him, like scoring a touchdown or something. It's very, very thrilling and exhilarating. It's because you fighting him, and he knows like, oh shit, something's got me. You know what I mean? Like, so it's a it's a good fight. It's a, it's just something to do, and it's a you, sense of community yeah, among the yeah, people that go yeah. fishing with you, man. Because right. you lose like like some gear, they go out and help you out, Hell man. Yeah. They like like they give you tips and everything. Like, hey, man, I, I used to go over there, man. Oh yeah, okay, oh, yeah. Going on. Right, man. It, and it's you got your you you got your rules too you don't stand so close to other people you know what i mean like it's just it's, oh yeah it's just like your own little rules out there it's just your own little thing but fishing is, is peaceful for me and, and it helps me think sometimes you know what i mean even if i'm not catching it, i get to think about life and in retrospect you know what i mean so uh we'll, we'll do that this summer or, or for our spring as long as it's not too hot but we'll get out there one day and no, check no, out, we'll, so. we'll definitely have a little guys trip, yeah man. oh yeah it's fine. i like that it's i i did want to uh fishing was never part of my upbringing yeah i only went fishing a handful of times before I was even 10 years old and I've probably fished since I was probably nine. So I, 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 I do see the appeal, but that moment of clarity and peacefulness that yes. you guys experience, yeah. we might have to take a bike ride on Foster park trail. You lost me at bike ride. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to go jogging with you guys. No, but, no. Uh, you <laughs> smoke, man. You ain't going to make it. I'm not, no, no. not going to make it. We got to carry but you up that hill. That there. moment of clarity that you <laughs> guys were referring to, I did feel that in times past going on morning jogs on Foster Park Trail out in the wilderness and trying to beat my running record. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, that moment of clarity that you guys were describing, I I can't wait to find that again. Cause I, and we're going to talk about another hobby that I have. Fishing is like that, except you don't get... Out of breath, you know what I mean? So we'll I hear that. That. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about another hobby of mine that drains you mentally. So, yeah, when you guys are ready to get into the show, okay, we'll, right. we'll, we'll we get into we, that. We'll get into the flow of the show, man. Uh, 
just I'm just happy that y'all did have a good week. If y'all oh, had a good good. week, it, it was good. It was good. Like minus your your losses, man. That's all right. It, it's it's all good, man. Yeah. Y'all had an amazing season. Oh great. No, so so congratulations to y'all and you know Ryan. Good luck to you and your playoffs, business. baby. We're in the playoffs. I know, man. Y'all, all that, yeah. Josh yeah. Allen. Oh man, yeah. That, I'm, that, that dude don't. That dude we're one red zone pick away from being eliminated. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I really I can't I can't wait to see what we got. He, he do scare me sometimes. He look, terrifies yeah, me. Yeah, he look like he don't know where he's gonna throw the ball. He just takes off. Oh, I'm gonna throw it here and then pick. Oh yeah, he he does let the hype go to his head way yeah. too much. And at least at the at the very least, at least Dak Prescott has the decency to throw a pick. At the fifty yard line, decency. All right, man. You I'm sorry. I I'll, I'll, I'll take a pick at the fifty yard line as opposed to the seven yard line when you're in the goal line getting ready to score a touchdown or the red zone about to score a touchdown. We are not starting this podcast with, with <laughs> Dak Prescott All talk, right. man. So that's that's just that's his move, man. I swear, man. If I can play some wrap it up music for you, man, when you be getting out of pocket, <laughs> man, wrap up button. Like, don't be talking yeah. about my Cowboys, man. Like, stick to your Bills and all the lakes that you know. Like, don't, don't talk about don't talk about nothing else, man. <laughs> All right, man, let's move on to <laughs> staying in ovation. Man, let's get this party started. Staying in ovation. I'll take lead if y'all don't mind. Uh, knock it out. Now, staying in ovation for me is for a gentleman that we that we discussed a little bit earlier before the podcast, and that is, y'all know him as Short Round. Oh, his, yeah. His, hey, uh, Mr. Jones. His, his feature yeah. debut. But actually, we're going to salute him. That is, how do you pronounce his name? Is this Ooh. a Kiyu, Kiyu Wan? I have not heard any human being say that out loud. I've only read it in in literature. Well, you know what? Public schools taught me the best they could, so I'm just going to sound it out, just do as best I can. I'm going to say Kiyu Wan because it rolls off the tongue a little bit smooth like that. Sounds good to me. And and obviously he made his uh, debut, his feature film debut in Short Round, you know, directed by Steven Spielberg, Spielberg, pardon me. Uh, Which one was he? It was the second one, was it? Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom was uh, the one, that and the Annoying Blonde. The, I'm not going to say yeah, her name. So that we married. Y'all talking actually. about screams? Like, yeah, like, those yeah. were the kind of screams I like. That's just annoying <laughs> screams, like on a roller coaster. Yeah. Nepotism like, to a T, right there. Oh, like dad won't give me the credit card, kind of scream. Like I, I, I get it, man. But, but this, this, I'm gonna say this young man, even though he's 51, this young man because his career was a lot shorter in Hollywood than even he anticipated. Because he discussed this on a few interviews how. Shortly after that, after he did that and he did Goonies, you know, he he had a good start to his career as far as being a child actor. But he said, like, after that, he was like, it was very hard for him to get work as a Vietnamese actor. Like trying to get work back then was far more difficult than he anticipated, even with the help of Steven Spielberg putting him in that film. It still didn't give him like the boost that he initially thought. So he said, like, he after like 2001, they said he completely moved away as far as like being like an actor and actually being in Hollywood, as he would say, he pretty much moved away from that. So pretty much he's done nothing since 2001. And then he jumps back into this, everything, everywhere, all at once. And Ryan, have you seen the film? Everything, everywhere, once I did finish it. Yes. I feel like I watched enough of it in the background here to I know because we because we watch movies while we podcast. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, guys. So if you if we sound distracted, that means we watching <laughs> something. So just bear with us. But I have to say, he did an amazing job in that movie. Not just like the action part of him fighting with a fanny pack and all that goofy stuff that he was doing, but him as an actor. I am very very impressed that if that was him taking a 20 year hiatus and then coming back into this. This beautifully like directed, acted film with uh, Michelle Yeoh, I think he did an amazing job. And the fact that he won 
his first award ever, his Golden Globe this past weekend, it just it, it solidifies that people are not ever done in Hollywood. They always have like a second leg. There's always like a group of actors that seem to have like that second leg of their career where they have like a nice little start. They take a like a few steps back and then they jump back in and they start a whole new leg of their career. I feel like uh, Brendan Fraser is another one that did that. Like Mel Gibson to me feel like he did that because he started as an actor, moved into the director. Mm-hmm. Then of course he had like his little stint where he had to dial back a little bit because of the remarks that he made that went on in the voicemail that went to the internet and then he made his way back as a director like a lot of actors and actresses and directors all that i like when they have like a second leg to their career clint eastwood is another one that i feel like had that because he had that as an actor that he came back as a director and it seems like he has like a whole nother like he's a powerhouse as a director he's a powerhouse as a director man he did absolutely amazing i think ben affleck is going to be the exact same way like even though he still acts but him as a director i feel like that is his actual calling. For sure. I think that will be his calling. And the fact that this this man came back this year, I'm going to say he had the the greatest comeback of the year. I think it was between him and Brendan Fraser, Brendan Fraser who actually had a great comeback because him with the whale and him with everything all at once. So I think th- this is a great story. I love stories like this when they go back and start telling their story about how Hollywood didn't want them, so they had to take a step back and figure out what they want. Then he does that, does his film, comes back, Better than I ever thought he was going to be, and he he absolutely kills it. So, I have to say this this was a great film, great acting job, great for him, and I'm I'm happy for people like that who actually get a chance to keep doing what they love. Acting is what he loves, and I love that the performance that he gave us brought a lot of joy to a lot of people this past year. So I'm going to say, you know, standing ovation to you, my friend. I wish you nothing but the best moving forward. And I wish you nothing but the best from here on out. So, yes. Short round. Key Yuan, great job, everything all at once. Won the Golden Globe for best supporting. Is it supporting actor I think you won? Or was it lead actor? I can't remember. I think it was supporting. Yeah. But, yeah. Him right there. Amazing job. Thank you very much. Thank you for all that you've done. And I wish you nothing but the best moving forward. Man, great job. Great job. So, who wants uh, to good, good, good ovation. And yeah. I just, real quickly, Sean, please go next. Oh, please. Yeah. Just talk for myself from, from my stand ovation. Go ahead, go ahead. Please. I just want to say that, um, mm. yeah, uh, that is extremely gratifying to see him getting the recognition uh, late in his career after being pretty much shunned for any roles as a kid post Temple of Doom and the Goonies. Um it's it's hard, especially as a kid actor, let alone an Asian kid actor. I would say he has a worse, harder than anybody. Uh, and he almost did the impossible. I, while Tommy was talking about how hard that was for him to even make comeback as as a uh, as a grown up as after being a star as a kid, I I just want to. There's another kid actor that popped on my mind while Tom was talking about that. And just for you guys, I just want to name a couple movies off the top of my head of this kid actor, The Fan. Wesley Snipes, De Niro, um, Soul Food. I know who you're talking about, but I have. Wait, uh, does he still act? I, I, I would. Well, I haven't so seen you, him. I, so I'm sure he, he's got to be our age or an adult at this time. But that black kid who was almost the black kid in every movie that had a black actor in it yeah, in the about. '90s, I have not seen him as a teenager or as an adult. You would have thought he would be the next Denzel Washington as many movies as that guy started. I don't Brand- even know that, that guy's name. Was Brandon about. Hammond. That's the, that's, that's the guy from Soul Food. Yep. And um, um, what's the horror movie with uh, 
the Crypt Keeper telling the horror stories. Oh, Tales from the Crypt. Tales, yeah. Tales from the Hood. Tales from the Hood. Tales from the Hood. Yeah, okay. Remember oh, the Tales kid the in there who had the abusive stepdad? Well, oh, he was in the David Allen Greer? Yeah, yep, exactly. Remember he had a small part of Menace's Society as a young Yes, he did. Young Kane? Drinking liquor. Yeah, outside in the back porch, yes. Yeah, whatever happened to what, oh. it never. I'm telling you, he's he had a better kid career than Short Round did. He, he's had no comeback. He didn't I have the biggest movies, though. I mean, well, Short I don't want to say that. Name so, name Maybe he just gave it up. Maybe he had more movies, but not same. as big as Short Round. But I'll take... Uh, Indiana Jones I'll t- and I'll Goonies? T- Those two were the best movies. I'll ever take been. Quantity... Well, I'm not going to say, say I'm not going to say all the time. Yeah, I'm had, not going to say that. Quality. Not, he had the quality. But I'd rather have a I'd rather have a long-term career than just yeah, one big I, thing. We ask people who they would remember. They won't remember this kid unless I mean they would think of Short Round first. If you told them to who if you would remember Short Round or this Brandon Harris whatever his name is, you would remember yeah. Short Round. Yeah, we would know him cuz he's yeah. like a we, we would know him, but most people would not. Like he's a kind him. of like a black legend yeah, for yeah, us. But yeah. th- that goes into Hollywood as well yeah. because there's a lot of people who have seen Minister Society who've never seen Temple of Doom. It's bad, unfortunately, and yeah, they're gonna, yeah. Those audience don't really like overlap. <laughs> I'm about to say they're not into the same. Movies, but that man. doesn't mean they don't matter, though. No, yeah. they don't. But that's just a, it's it's different. Taste, the Goonies right? got the, got their own following too. I mean, everybody our age, especially. I don't know the, too many people that that haven't seen the Goonies. I know, man. That's that's that's, that's a staple. That's like saying you haven't seen Forrest Gump. I don't yeah. trust you if you say you ain't never seen. <laughs> man, like, Goonies, like, Goonies never died, man. All right, I'm gonna go next here. I'm going to go with somebody who sadly passed away in 2008, but I was watching a movie that my dad loves, my mom loves, and it's something we would always watch when it came out, and it's on Netflix right now. I'm going to go with uh, the one of the kings of comedy, Bernie Mac. Oh, he died that, in 2008? It has been that long. It's been Holy that long. 20, Yes, yes. Uh, he died from pneumonia. He had some kind of lung disease that he lived with for 25 years. And when he got pneumonia, it just they it couldn't. Made it, worse. it made it worse, and they couldn't do anything. He, he went into like a coma and passed away, uh, which was very sad. But when I know he, that was shocking because it felt like at that point it was, was just like he was finally coming. getting yeah. the recognition yes. that he deserved. Yes, yes. Like he finally had like his TV show after joking on Kings of Comedy. Right. Like, hey, everybody got a show. They ain't gonna give me no damn show. Right. Born right. born in Chicago, he ended up passing away in Chicago, so he, he stayed home the whole time. Uh, <clears throat> influenced by Richard Pryor, Red Fox, Bill Cosby, Nipsey Russell, and uh, Moms Mabley. Those are some of his influences. And um, those are all legends themselves. But like I said, I, I was just thinking about Bernie Mac because we watched, I, I watched Life um, the other night, and him paying, playing Jenga Leg is classic. Jenga Leg, Jenga Leg, Jenga Leg. So why do you think you call him Jenga Leg? I was like, you going to find out before me. Um, it's, just, <laughs> it's just like, that's like something me and my dad would watch together, and we would just laugh. You know what I mean? Like, Life is a, is, a, is a classic movie amongst itself, but we could always talk about the kings of comedy. I remember being in football practice, and we would all be reciting everything Bernie Mac said, because Bernie Mac was the, to us, was the best. To get uh, some milk and to, cookies. To get some milk and cookies, and who, who's down there? And it, like just all the stuff he was saying, and he was one of the best of the kings of comedy. Even even we had uh, Steve Harvey, and he was by so far I, my favorite. He was the favorite because he by got to far. go last. Uh, the last person used to go probably like it's probably like the best one. But um, Ooh, yeah, I, I actually saw cause, only because you just remind when you said mm-hmm. that they actually said the way they cut that movie. Even though he was the last on the actual movie, he was 
he wasn't the finisher on the live show. Oh, really? They actually said, like, Cedric. Cedric said that uh, he was actually the finisher on it. But, okay. But the audience was so fucking riled up, like, when he came on. They actually cut <laughs> it differently. Cool. Yeah. Spike Lee cut it differently to make it look like Bernie was, like, the actual closer that, of the oh, show. The closer of the Cedric. show. That make, that make more sense. Awesome. But he, he did a hell say, of a job, though. I'm not saying Cedric ain't worth being. Cedric is up there, too, but Bernie was just in a different tier at that point. No, he was like a fucking monster uh, He was right a there. beast. Uh, look at the movies he had. Ocean's like, Eleven. Um, I know we... Um, is that, that's the first one, right? Ocean's Eleven, right? He was yeah. in all three of them. He was in all three of them. Okay. Um, Soul Men. I, I remember that movie. Life, of course. Friday. We all remember him in there. House Party House, 3. House Party 3. Mr. 3000. You, you ever seen Mr. I saw 3000? that one. Is that the one where he was like a three pretty hit good, short actually. of like making 3000 he tried to come out of retirement? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember yeah, that one. Yeah, that that yeah. was actually pretty good. Uh, Don't Be a Menace. He was in that. Um, Friday. Friday, yep. Above the Rim. We talked about Above the Rim. Might maybe his best acting job. Booty Call. I know we all like that, especially oh, Ryan. Oh, yeah, the convenience uh, store. <laughs> I love, dude, love that no, Asian man. girl he was with. Another one we talked about, Baps. Remember talking about that with Holly Berry? I just yeah. watched that the other day with Baps. my mom. I oh, was really? wondering why she was watching that. Okay. It was he so was bizarre. in Baps? He was in Baps, yeah. I have not seen that movie since it came out on VHS. It's oh, a God. really bad movie, but good yeah, God, it's, 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 so, it's so addictive to watch. Actually, you had the Bernie Mac show that I used to watch after school hilarious i mean i used to like that i used to watch that and um my wife and kids that um, his daughter on that show is doing pornos now God what bless her. Her, yeah, i'm man, not making that up oh i'm sorry his wait niece. what his niece, his niece. Yeah. sorry his niece okay. she's I, she's in charlie's angels star. 2000 year 2000 oh i forgot about he was that. in charlie's angels yeah, he's in charlie's angels that must have um, been a real small role. Like he been. took over the role of uh bill murray from the first one gotcha yeah he was yep. like the, oh she so was in the sequel yes which i did not like that much anymore Another classic that everybody's probably remember back in the day, the Players Club. So oh, we can't go yeah. wrong with Players awesome. Club. Awesome. I got one for you guys. You ever seen the one with Ashton Kutcher, uh, Guess Who? With uh, Yes, Zoe Zaldana. Zoe Zaldana. He thought he was black, but he was white. And he, oh, uh, <laughs> that was that great. Was, this that movie. was funny as hell. Guess like, Who? Oh, guess when he started who? telling those black jokes, I oh, lost it. Oh, like, I'm about to beat the shit out of this boy. Uh, Ashton Kutcher is Zoe Zaldana's boyfriend. But she didn't tell Bernie Mac that he was white the whole time until they came to like a Christmas party, like a, a wedding party or something. And he he thought he was black. Matter of fact, it was Mike Epps came to the door as the cab driver. And Bernie Mac thought Mike Epps oh, was yeah. his, her boyfriend. But really, Ashton Kutcher was her boyfriend. And it's hilarious. It's just a, it's a good it's a good time. It came out like old. I, five, have, I never I don't remember Guess that who. movie. Or, yeah. Okay. It's on, uh, that down, it's on Peacock. You you, you got you got to watch that, Ryan. Yeah, I mean that, that is a very underappreciated. It movie. is. It is a good time. It's Zoe Saldana. If anything, she's pretty. She can play Dominican. Yeah. She can play black. Anything. She can play a Puerto Rican. She, she can, can play, play Avatar. Asian, yeah. <laughs> I swear they they just yeah. keep giving her work, man. Right, like, right. Just, so she like was a, a Dominican assassin or, in one of those movies. Yeah, I remember that. How about, how about how to be a player? Uh, I said uh, that right. Hilarious. Uh, Def Jam's how to be how to be a player. I forget. And Def Jam, him being on Def Jam back in the day. Def, Def Jam, Jam is Jam where County I first Jam. noticed him because I used to watch uh, Def Comedy Jam and, religiously. And oh yeah, BET I'm comedy. blessed. Um, BET Comedy. <laughs> I remember him on that too. So for tonight, man, a legend, a comedy legend. He passed way too soon. Um, which was very sad, but Bernie Mac, he was in Transformers. You remember he was in the first Transformers? Car yeah, salesman. the car salesman. salesman. Yeah, I mean, he was starting to really get up there. I'm sure I'm missing some movies that I just don't have a list for right now. But, man, Bernie Mac, I always loved Bernie Mac. Um, he, he was even in the Wayans Brothers a couple times. He was playing like a pool hall like bully or some shit. Really? Like yeah, yeah. So I remember him even back then. So Bernie Mac, what a legend. What a comedy legend. One of the best of all times. Bernie Mac for me tonight, man. So shout out to the Mac, man. Yeah. 
absolutely one of man. my top five comedians of oh, all yes, time. Oh, yes, for sure, for sure. If you did not laugh at any of his stuff, man, I don't know what the hell was wrong with you, man. Bernie was in a lot of ways ahead of his time he on was. a lot of this stuff. Yeah. So Bernie Mac gave me a lot of great memories as a kid, a lot of great memories as an adult. Gone too soon, but good God almighty, man. His, his imprint has been left on all of for us sure. at this point, man. Mm-hmm. Bernie Mac absolute legend great pick great pick right there good, ryan good, man you got your work pick. cut out for you tonight man you better come Ooh, with some you guys good. brought some, some legends um what's the movie with bernie mac and samuel jackson where they were uh, soul men soul men that, that was that was an underrated bernie mac movie i don't I know I, that one was kind of weird to I me i didn't you wouldn't care too much i it wasn't like the it wasn't like him and like a uh, old dolls with like john tavolta and robin williams like one of the last roles he did before he passed i didn't see that one either, I didn't see that either. it was like a disney movie but it, it 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 wasn't the greatest it wasn't the greatest at all and this it's actually sad that like out of the four stars of that movie, three of them are are gone. Right? That is pretty crazy. Uh, Kelly Preston, uh, Robin Williams, and uh, Bernie Mac. John Tavolta was the last one. Good point. Of, damn, man, we we man, we gotta appreciate our stars while we still can, man. Man, anybody know where Samuel Jackson is? Man, we can't lose him this nah. year. Dead like, serious. Like he gone, man. Like throw throw, throw the whole fucking uh, whole fucking year away at that point, man. Because this year is not is not even joking around already, man. We lost Barbara Walters. Yeah, man. And that's that the second time in a row, two years in a row, somebody famous has died on the last day of the year. Remember Betty White died like right when New Year's happened yeah. last year, and then now Barbara Walters right when New Year's happened this year. So like, what the hell? Wait, wait until the last day of the year and die. Some big stars there. Yeah, so we lost two big stars there. So. All right, man. This, this year ain't starting off the greatest. So, Ryan, come, um, on. come on, man. Real quick, um, yeah, great picks by you both, and uh, there's a – Movie title that's escaping me, but Bernie Mac played Chris Rock's brother while he was running for president. That I enjoyed. head of state. Head, was that the name of the movie? Yep, head of state. I really where, enjoyed that. Where I'll, I remember he got off the train, started slapping the slapping shit out of the yeah, shit out yeah, of people. Yeah, sure did. Oh, that man. movie was hilarious. Ah, uh, yeah, that was that was good. Um, the uh, there was the most recent wide release of uh, in the North American box office was the movie Megan. And, uh, yeah, when we talk about uh, now playing releases, we'll probably talk about this in greater depth. But I did see the movie Megan about the uh, robotic robotic doll with AI technology. And I'll talk about how I felt about that movie uh, later on in the show. But to my surprise, thanks to Twitter, I found out that the writer... Of the screenplay for the movie Megan was a black female in her forties, and her name is Akila Cooper, and she okay. was also the screenwriter for one of my favorite movies of twenty twenty one by the name of Malignant. She wrote that. She was one of the writers of Malignant, yeah, absolutely. And um, so she's a horror writer. I guess, yes, yes, because uh, to her credit, she's also got a writing credit on None 2, which comes out this year. I will give it a try because it's a horror, you know. I did not like the first None. It was not great, but it was part of the Conjuring universe, so I got to give it a pass. I got to see this one, too. I expect a lot more, but yeah. it was okay. I've seen a lot worse. There's an underrated movie from 2018 that she probably got, uh, she probably had more input in than she did from these uh, big Hollywood productions by the name of Hellfest, 
which came out in 2018. Nah, I didn't like that. You didn't like that how fast? Yeah, I didn't. I've seen worse. I I actually enjoyed that more than this Megan, which we'll talk about further. But it was it was surprising to me to, to find out that uh, it was a black screenwriter, and I don't know the full story behind the development of the movie Megan coming to the big screen, but I do feel that. This being her biggest credit to date, even though I enjoyed Malignant a lot, and her being in her early 40s before uh, getting that uh, this recent Megan movie made, kind of sheds a light on the Hollywood process of how theatrical releases come about. Now, I didn't hate Megan, but I was I wasn't blown away by it either. And me finding out that this was a black female screenwriter behind it about a with the storyline about a an a white woman who's fan, who's the uh, caretaker for her niece after her family gets killed in a predominantly white cast movie that find out the screenwriter was a black female is shocking to me because I do I've seen multiple occasions how you can get pigeonholed if you're trying to make it in the entertainment industry. What, black people can write white stories? We watch Absolutely. white people all our Ab- lives. Absolutely. That's all we know. Absolutely. But one, if she did write a story about predominantly white cast, I, I would, uh, more power to her. And thank God that a big studio like Blumhouse and Warner Brothers gave her a chance to even get this produced. But I would not be surprised at all if the story that she wrote that she ended up getting credit for is completely different than what we saw on screen. Cause just hearing that, that she was actually a black woman who wrote, a, wrote this Megan movie. I would not be surprised if the original story for Megan was about a black family and the black female is the, is the tech genius and creates an AI robot for her black niece and the doll is black and how will we afford that man now all i'm saying is i can see a big corporation just like hollywood and just like studio executives saying well you know there's more white people in america than black people and they buy more tickets than black people so we're trying to make money here you know we're we're all uh this is a business we're in so we're not sure if this is going to sell so maybe if we can make the main character white and uh main little kid character white and the doll white we can make more money so let's work trying to fight work this story i wouldn't be surprised that happened but to me a story about corporate greed and them forcing a white doll on the market while a black doll is terrorizing a family and the family's friends is far more appealing than what we got on screen so even though the corporate greed part was there I can see them not wanting to be too, want to touch on too touchy of a subject. Now, we'll, I'm going to delve into this just a little bit deeper once we talk about now playing. But shout out to her because, and you guys recently talked about fishing earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my f- pastimes, which I wouldn't even call a, a pleasure, actually, but it can be somewhat relieving. But I'm sure it's it's far more stressful than actually sitting out in the sun and trying to catch fish and drinking a couple of brews with your buddies. But writing is a is a hobby of mine. 
and this is just my leeway into into the filmmaking side of things. This is I, I take it personally because this is my mountain to climb, and I actually get offended if 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 I can see myself getting offended if um, someone uh, tells me, "Well, we're going to bring somebody else in to kind of rework your story and make it a little better." I'm I'm going to fight to the death, so I'll probably never get a movie made in my lifetime. But a goal of mine is to be writer director of a movie, whether it, it just plays here in Fort Wayne on YouTube or in a theater. I do want to be the heart and soul of what comes on there, and I'll I'll I, I look forward to the creative process of that. But from all screenwriters and filmmakers or anybody trying to get in the entertainment industry, I it seems like that is a very tall mountain that seems to get taller. As you try to climb it. So shout out to Short Round for making this career resurgence late in his in his career as a child actor. Because that's damn near impossible. Absolutely it is. And shout out to a black female horror screenwriter. Who is the writer behind a horror movie that grossed $30 million opening weekend. Which is very impressive. Very impressive. And it's... It's not a predominantly black cast. This is one of the, the whitest movies I've ever seen, actually. I, I don't even think there besides little kids at the little camping trip, I don't think I saw a black face in this damn movie. <laughs> that's that that's damn near the feat of impossibility. So shout out to Akila Cooper for having success within the studio studio system. And uh even though I didn't enjoy the finished product as much, uh I I the, I can see where the brilliance was behind it. So shout out to Akila Cooper, screenwriters. You are one of the more underappreciated entities of the movie business. All right, man. That's that was a good one right there. Yeah, that was a good one right there. I was wondering if anybody was ever going to get to that because I just read that story last week. I was like, really? Her? Oh, you saw you saw that? I saw I saw a little she bit of it. I kind of skimmed through the guard. story, but I was like, wow, good for her. It's like I I like it when like uh, it's kind of like the concrete growing from the or the the rose growing from the concrete. Yes, like the one that pops up that you wasn't kind of expecting because it shocked the shit out of me that a black woman directed a uh, Candyman. I was like, yeah. damn, this was really fucking good, man. And, sure I, was. and it was like the highest, um, like the highest opening film for a um, uh, black female director. Which is, I was like, all right, that's that's a milestone, but uh, I feel like somebody did that before her, and I had to look it up. I was like, no, wasn't nobody like that before. So yes. We are making splashes, ladies and gentlemen. Black people are out there, man. We are actually doing our thing out there. So, man, that was a good one, man. Thank you, for, thank you for that one, Ryan. Man, I appreciate that one. Okay, all right. Now let's get let's get to our binge worthy. Now, you already know where I've been, and this has been taking up most of my time the past week or two, pretty much. I've been catching up on Yellowstone all the past seasons because my wife started on this season five for her, and I got so enamored with it. I had to go back and start watching all the previous uh, seasons that's on Peacock right now. So all this past week and the week before that, I've been catching up on Yellowstone. That's still what I'm on. So Yellowstone is an incredible show. Very well written. I ain't think it was ever going to be a show where they'll let me get me to give a fuck about cowboys and ranchers <laughs> and, and all that yeah. other shit, man. But if they write it well enough, you can be enamored with any storyline i'm always fascinated by stuff that has no relation to what i'm doing in my life i like seeing different perspective on other things in the world that have nothing to do with me do y'all 
You ever find that kind of appealing, like seeing like somebody else's way of life that has nothing to do with you? Yeah, sometimes. I don't yeah. want to see my miserable my life on the TV screen. Damn, yeah, man, you're I, so morbidly I'm sorry. Like, depressed. Like, come on. Entertainment, specifically movies, is my escape. I, I, I don't. There was a period in the during the mid two thousands of filmmakings where it, filmmaking where it felt like filmmakers were showing their own miserable life on the screen, and those are the movies being made. I go to movies. And watch TV shows to escape. I want to see someone's life who is different than mine. If I find some relation within character traits, uh, yeah, more power to it. But I don't want to see my own sorry, pathetic life on on the TV screen. No, it, I if anything, escape. it helps you put your life in better perspective. Yes, like even if it is like fantasy is not real or anything like that. Like the fact that somebody can write that something so realistic and like it kind of like like sets into your soul like you relate to other characters even though you you're not very similar in a lot of different ways like you're not the same pigmentation or whatever like that you don't have the same career or anything like that different family different background all that stuff you still have a lot of the same problems which kind of keeps you grounded a little bit when you feel like like you having like a bad week or whatever anytime i feel like i'm having like a bad day i always think like Man, Ryan probably blew a tire. <laughs> like, like, last week. Like, man, like, what am I complaining about? I got all my tires. <laughs> like, I'm good. Like, I don't be thinking, like, like man, it's always somebody that's having a little bit rougher of a week than you. Like, 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 like you think you got a bad man just because your, your toilet overflowed, you got to call a plumber. Like, y'all like, man, like, man, Ryan probably stubbed his toe, like, getting out of bed, like, just thinking, like, damn, this fucking year. See, that's a damn shame. They don't show those starving kids in Africa on TV anymore. I, I would always be my go-to. Like, they got it worse than me. So it's a damn shame that I'm the bottom of the total <laughs> now. Because you make it sound like you, every single podcast is like, man, like, this week has been rough. I'm like, man, it's been rough, like, all year. This has been a rough man, year, man. man. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, the only thing that's going to, like, pick up yeah. your spirits at this point is, like, the Buffalo Bills win the Super Bowl. That and, would help a lot. And they win, like, handsomely. Like, they win by, like, four touchdowns. They'll overwrite all those Super Bowl losses that happened, like, all those years. That would help quite a bit, Tommy. You're help. not lying about that. No, man. Let's, you know. Yeah. Any f- sexy females listening, I need a roommate, by the way. That would help a shitload, too. Save me $500 on my goddamn rent. It's hard out here. Shit. Man, we are not doing, like, a dating like, show <laughs> right now, man. He's like, like ooh, we a, a Buffalo Bills fan. What a catch. Oh, like, hell like, yeah. Like, oh. He gets nails in his tires. Heck yeah. Help him change the tire. <laughs> he knows how to change the tire. I was going to cut my nuts off, Sean. If, if a girl's changing my tires on my car, just cut oh, my no, nuts off. No, don't do that. that. Don't do that. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. He knows how to change a tire. <laughs> uh, no, but but if if I could ever force y'all to try to watch a show, I would say watch, at the very least, the first episode of season one is an hour and a half. They really are treating this show like it's a fucking movie, and it really is a movie in a lot of senses. And I am very impressed with Kevin Costner's career. He'll probably be my stand ovation next week because I looked at his career and all the stuff that he's been doing. I'm very impressed with Kevin Costner, man. He's aging very well, which is highly unusual for white men. Usually, man, they they just go out, <laughs> go out like a like a banana in like the sun, like this, like rot, rot to death. But, but Kevin Costner, man, he's been holding up pretty damn well. And like the cast of this show is amazing. I love the dynamic. There is one storyline that after a while it does get kind of tiresome. Where they're kind of like beating on the same like character, like being like the bad guy, and like the daughter's like vicious, and like she's like one of the worst 
like characters like ever to be written into a show like the one annoying character in every show they always seem to have them she's like that on steroids like she's get she gets very annoying like she has moments where she's sweet and she's kind but mostly it's just like like to her father like trying to do all they can to keep the ranch like the storyline that they write in the stuff is like damn is it really like that out like in montana like and all the other stuff like people like fighting over their ranches and did y'all know that they have a uh, cattle police did y'all even know that it even existed? Not uh-huh. not in the 21st century, hell no. No, they they're called livestock agents and they're uh-huh. literally like uh they police like the horses, the cows, the bulls and all that other stuff. They literally have a police force for the the animals out there. Damn. It's amazing. And then they throw in the whole uh, angle of like the Native Americans like constantly fighting with this family because they want some of that land because it's like this is our family's land and we want it back. Like that whole storyline. I was like, all right, man. First off, it's very cliche to say that like there's a Native American like guy over this like a uh, council, whatever, of all these uh, tribes. And all he wants to do is keep building fucking casinos. I'm like, come on, man. Then you I, did say Yellowstone takes place in the modern day, right? Yeah, it's taking place in modern day and the setting is in Montana. That's where they at right now. That the, is the, the, the family sure. ranchers like uh, Montana and this man. I don't know if I told you. I think I talked with Sean about this, but the size of his land that he has in Montana is the side of Rhode Island. Yeah. What? So it's fucking massive. That's and, pretty and sweet. And the state is constantly fighting with him every single year because they're like, you have all this this damn land right now that you own that's been passed down from generation to generation. All this land, like you, you don't make a lot of money with this ranch because it's too damn massive for you to keep it up by yourself. Like. Like, just sell the land to the state so we can do some other stuff with it. And he refuses to sell the land because he made a promise to his dad to never sell it. And the fights that he has to go go through, like, each and every episode, every season, it's like, it really is like law and order every single week on Yellowstone. It's like, it's always a new problem. There's always this big, massive problem that keeps going on and on. And there's going to be characters that you love, characters that you hate. It feels like it has, like, a buffet table of all the characters that you will ever see in any TV show you've ever seen. Very cliche, but it's very still well written on the angles that they write onto this show. So if I can give y'all binge worthy, if y'all have Peacock or even if y'all have Amazon Prime, I think it's also on there. Just go ahead and watch Yellowstone. It's one of the best shows that's been out so far. Yeah. I believe Kevin Costner just won for his uh his leading role and at the Golden Globes this past year. So yeah, shout out to him, shout out to Kelly Riley, uh Luke Crimes, uh Wes Bentley. Uh, this is an amazing show. Amazing show. I have never been more impressed with a show this past year than Yellowstone. So, yeah, Yellowstone is my binge worthy this week. So, who wants to follow me after Ooh. that? Ryan, I know. Tell me about some some, some <laughs> documentary you saw. I'll save that for next week. Uh, <laughs> I, I got you. I love some, a documentary. Yeah. I, I do. I, I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Um, and Yellowstone has absolutely been the most hype show. Probably since Stranger Things, I, I and it's living up to the hype. Usually, I'm, usually I watch a show and I'm like, man, it's cool, man. It's but on. I don't know if it's all that. But this one, kind of like how everybody was hyped up on uh, Squid Game uh-huh. and Dahmer, and that um, I think it was Sean. I think it was Sean that told me about the one Netflix show, Clickbait. Clickbait, yep, yep. That was another one that yeah. caught me. That I was really, that. I, I that was really that good. Too. Clickbait. Okay. Clickbait. So this one, I'm pit- it is on the level as far as being well written and the. The action and suspense that they put into the show and how they develop all the characters, it is second to none. It's easily the best, one of the best shows that came out this past year. And it's 
it keeps getting better. I don't know. There's always that one season where they jump the shark and something goes wrong. And it's kind of like, all right, man, the writers took like the year off. They're just, they're just coasting right now and just living off their, you know, their fame or whatever, like being like the hot riders in Hollywood right now. And they kind of like lose a little bit of it for me. So season five might be it. I've heard a lot of rumors that this is the last season for Kevin Costner because, you know, he wants to move on and do other stuff. And I'm not mad at him. So you don't want to be on the show as it starts dying off. You want to get out early, kind of like how, um, I can't think of his name for the the office right now. Um, Steve Carell. Mm. He got out on that show like at the perfect time. You don't want to. Did the office overstay its welcome? Yes, it did. I think it. I think it did that, and I think uh, Steve Carell knew that. That's why he left after season five. I think they went on for like like seven seasons. I want to believe. So he got out when it when the getting out was good because you don't. You got to know when to hold him, when to fold him. It's one of those things. Like you don't want to keep going where the show kind of like dies out and it kind of loses its luster and it doesn't have like the same like a uh, feel or vibe to it after a while you want to get out while the show is still hot it's still the best thing going and you can like move on to another part of your career and it can like carry its legs onto somebody else have you guys ever seen a show that went more than two seasons that didn't overstay its welcome and actually the last season was not considered its worst and it actually went out on a good note is there are there any favorite shows that you guys can think of because, yeah, that's why you're t- I was thinking in my head, I'm struggling here. I season, mean, the- uh, shows with more t- more than two seasons that didn't overstay its welcome and actually went out on a good note? Yes. I, I mean, t- The Wire comes to mind. I mean, I'll still say season one, three, and four is blowing season five away. I was going to. I, st- I still think season five was very good. I was going to say power, but the last season, well, season and a half, you, it, you, it wasn't that good. I would say maybe Martin. Didn't, <laughs> Martin didn't 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 really lose his leg. Uh, I know y'all said it last week, but Fresh Prince. Fresh I feel Prince, like yeah. Fresh it, Prince. It, it that's a good one. one. That's a good one. I think, and that's even with the changing of Aunt Viv and that whole thing, that, that, that whole fiasco yeah. that went on. That the fact that it still survived past that was yeah. a good thing. I want to say the office, even though it kind of lost me after like the the se- the last season or whatever, but the fact that it still carried on and was still like like high in the ratings even after Steve Carell left. <laughs> says a lot about the cast that they had there. Even say, though it wasn't as intriguing as the uh, previous seasons, it still carried on past, like, well past the I was about to say have. the 70s show did, but they switched out characters at the end when, like, Ashton Kutcher I, left. I've never and, watched one episode. Oh, so I, I love I don't the same show. You never watched one episode? Nope. Se- that show oh, was, was real funny. funny as hell. When they switched out, like, um, when um, uh, Topher Grace, he left, and Ashton Kutcher left. I remember that. They started switching out. When new. I was like, all right, that's enough. I'm done with these people. Oh, wait, I got yeah. it. Fringe. I never got into that. I, I've heard good things about Fringe. Fringe was is is one of my top five shows of all time. Even on the last season, I still feel like all right, they did exactly what they were supposed to do. Even though there was like time travel and all the other stuff, it carried on perfectly. It ended perfectly. It was one of the few shows that I watched where the season, the series finale, not season finale, the series finale, actually delivered on exactly what I wanted to deliver. I didn't feel like ugh. They went on like a like a dull note. It was like it, it ended with a dud, but that one ended perfectly for me. And I hope they never try to revive that show, never try to bring it back. But that was one of the shows where I thought it carried on all the way through. A lot of people say Seinfeld is one of those shows that still went on top. That's a good one. I I, I enjoyed it. I, 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 even though that last episode was let down just because of all the hype. I felt the last season was solid. You, what about Sopranos? You think that was one? No, now. I did not like that last season, but the last episode, 
I liked. Um, there's still a part of me that, uh, with all the, uh, with all the media scrutiny of black culture glorifying violence, a part of me that last episode with that mob boss getting his head ran over by a tire and seeing black school kids wearing uniform being disgusted and actually throwing up and watching that, that stuck a special special place in my heart to see that. I felt, I felt that was brilliant, actually, to actually show some black kids reacting to violence horribly. I, I felt that was very important for pop culture. What about Damon Wayne's My Wife and Kids? Did you guys ever watch that show? I like, I like that show. I, I, I never really got into that. <laughs> oh, you oh, missed that. Great. that show, great. I can't remember a bad season of that. I was, was going to say blackish, <laughs> but that last season was not as good as the uh, previous season because, for one, one thing they do with a lot of black shows, for one thing, they cut it off sooner than it was supposed mm-hmm. to be. Like usually it's like sixteen episodes. That last season of Blackish was like like eight episodes, which was really fucked up considering how popular that damn show was. It ended on like eight episodes and it really was like a fucking dull one. And then it was like a horrible fireworks show. It's like, oh man, they got the, like the grand finale in the middle of it, then all of a sudden they get to the end, it's like it's like, it's like that's all y'all got, really? Like, who wrote this shit, man? It, it was just, it was it was horrible. It, it should have ended a lot better than that. I, I want to say there was probably another one, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. But if, if I think about it, I'll just blur it out. But yeah, there are mm-hmm. some examples of some good ones actually. Good question right there, man. You really challenged me on that one. I yeah, think it, popped, about that. it popped my head. No, because usually they don't. Like I said on this show, they don't stick the landing very well. Mm-hmm. And it it's shows. even harder with TV shows than it is for movies. At least with. Movies, they movies there's how, a lot more examples of it not sticking the landing. A lot more, especially this past year. True, and but to TV shows' uh, benefit, I will say movies have have an easier job of it just because usually they have a smaller canvas to paint on. Movies, for the most part, are usually either ninety between 90 minutes and 180 minutes, give or take. But there's also some shows where... I don't know if they even know how to end it. Like, they never planned for it. Exactly. But like, could you ever imagine, like, a Law & Order SVU ending? They've been on, like, 20, they've been on like 24 plus years at this point. Well, Grey's Anatomy I don't know will still they, be on while we're when Grey's we're Anatomy is another one of those shows they haven't planned the exit for this. Not at all. All the characters are gone. Nobody gives a fuck about who's on there right now. Like, uh, Meredith Grey, she's, like, the most popular, like, uh, unknown celebrity I've ever seen in my life. Nobody knows who the fuck she is. That might be the longest-running show that I I can say I've never seen one single episode of. I watched a shitload of Cheers, a <laughs> shitload of Seinfeld, The Cosby Show. Yeah. Cosby's only, like, what, eight seasons? It wasn't uh, on very long. That's a long, that's a long run. Eight seasons and well, maybe what, I think it's my twenty it, it episodes. Might be less. It might be like six or seven. Yeah, I'd be surprised be, if it even made it eight. Yeah, but even though that show was as popular as it was, it was very short lived. I remember that. I was like, man, they could have went on at least another four or five seasons. But yeah, you know, black well, shows, black you, shows don't usually last that long. Well, we I hope you we, never remember the Cosby Mystery Show, which I've actually mm-hmm. watched a couple episodes of when it premiered. When it was just a uh, Cosby or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it was a. It was a. Oh, private when it was detective. like like a Dougie Doug. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Cool, I've cool heard Ryan. that. I've heard that name in thirty years, Dougie oh, Doug. Oh, man. No, I'm good. <laughs> oh, your memory's awesome, Tommy. <laughs> Dougie, fucking Doug. Damn, that's as nineties uh, as it gets. No, Holy cool, cow! Cool run it and keep his ass over. <laughs> I, remember, I remember that. I remember that. Oh man, y'all got binge worthy. Um, I got one. Just um, this one. They do football and basketball. It's called Last Chance U. Nice. Uh, it's like a community college in, in East LA. 
and they just got like a bunch of transfers who got kicked out of like Division One and two schools. This is a community college, so this is like their last chance. Is this, this an actual show? It's a show. It's on Netflix. Is this a show with Now, Tay this Diggs? is documentary. Yeah. This is not the show with Tay Diggs. No, it? no, no. This is an actual real. I feel like he has a show on Netflix where he's like a f- uh, football coach or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Tay Diggs is a football, football coach. coach. I know what you're talking about. I, that's, that's I know what you're talking about. You yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the uh, star player or something like that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's a football one. This is a basketball. Tay Diggs is a football coach, I think. This is a these are real kids in real college, and it's um, it's a show on Netflix called Last Chance You. They've been doing football and basketball. All American, all that's American. What it's that's what it's called. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. Thinking. So they do football and basketball. Football season, they'll go to a, like a like a small college, like a, a what they call CCs, and um, these kids are like on their last chance. What they're trying to play for is like basically if they get bad grades or something like that. Or they didn't have good enough grades to go to uh, Michigan or you know Notre Dame or whatever. They go to these smaller schools and then they get their grades up. Then they can go transfer to uh, Alabama, Oklahoma, whatever. That's how Cam Newton yeah, made yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Basically, this is what this is. These kids are just either they got kicked out of a D one school or they are trying to get to a D one school. Either or, or get back to the D one schools. So this is this is what that about. And they're just showing like they don't have all the the resources and all the community that really doesn't care. You know. About them being in a small part of L.A., there's a bigger things and way bigger things to do in L.A. to go watch a community college play, you know. So uh, just showing, like, them trying to get to the bigger stage. Uh, a lot of them in, into, integrated with gang violence and, you know, someone got kids. They're 19, 20-year-olds with kids and stuff like that. It's really good. It's been going on for five, six years. They do one for football, and then they'll do one for basketball, depending on what season it is. So last chance, you, uh, it's on the East uh, team in East L.A., Central Community College. Um, you get to know the kids. You get to understand their background. Some of them, they're trying to work and you know live in California on top of that. You know, some of them not even from California, so that makes it even worse and a little more hardship for them. So, get out a try, get something to watch. Um, you like basketball, like I do. Tommy, I know you like it, Ryan. You like basketball. Last chance, you. This is basically their last chance to do something as far as college goes and try to get to a D1 or D2 school uh, you know, or even D3 at that matter. Uh, community college is super small without any money, anything backing them up and. These guys are just trying to make it to the next step. So that's on Netflix. It's a new season called Last Chance You. So I, I'm not gonna lie, I've been very hesitant to go back to Netflix. I really? feel like I've been trying to they find have the most man. boring original content I've mm-hmm. ever seen in my life. Sometimes yeah. I see so much like Netflix. Like when you see that in the corner, like let you know that it was made by them. I'm looking at like the actual product that they're putting out. It's like Netflix can do so much better than this. Like what? If, this is what happens when you have a boatload of money and you don't know what to spend it on. Like you got Ryan Reynolds, you and, and The Rock, and you got all these massive movies. But it's like uh, you're doing all that just to get people to watch it for like yeah, a week or Ryan two. Ryan Reynolds just, in, the, in Captain America in a spy movie with the directors of the Avengers, the uh, the it, Gray Man. It was cool, but it was kind of like that's all y'all got. That's all y'all got. You have unlimited funds. They spent more money on that probably than Avatar, and that's saying a lot. They spent just as much money on the Gray Man than they did for this. Avatar the Way of Water and it was just yeah. Like I'm always I, interested but kinda of like how they do streaming. Like how do you recoup money like that when you spend that much money and it's only watched for like a few weeks, it'll be in your top ten after that it kinda of falls off. Like how do you justify the spending of something I don't like know. that? They just can do whatever they want. But I got some questions for you guys, like you did us, Tommy. I got oh, shit. I got three for you guys. I didn't go too deep oh, into damn. it. So I'm gonna ask you both. Uh, we get it out the way, and then we move on to your. Um, your you did you do your? Uh, Not yet. Okay. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. Both of y'all can answer. All right. Halloween or Friday the Thirteenth. 
Talking about series? Yes. Which one would you prefer? Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th? I'm going to take Halloween. Halloween, yeah. And that's mainly based on the original movie and the first two movies of this recent trilogy. Awesome, awesome. More so. Okay. I'm only picking it because I think uh, Friday the 13th had better kills. Uh, it was a, like I, I know, like Halloween ends, like all that kills. stuff. Like yeah. it was pretty cool, but it was like it was like a period in there, kind of like a Jason X kind of period. It was like, all right, man, this really got fucking overboard right now. Like this is not going because it was like the Bust Rhymes, yeah, like series like but Halloween H two O. It was kind of like Ugh, they made it a little like kind of kind of like pussy. Now hold on, do I get to count the Rob Zombie movies? Uh, you can whatever Halloween yes. you want to count. Yes. Yeah, Halloween. That, that counts. That counts that, as, that's it, what I was thinking of when Sean I, asked that question. I was just thinking I, of Halloween as my, a whole. Halloween as a whole. I want to yeah. chase my answer. I want to yeah. go to Halloween because okay. I, I love the Rob Zombie. They were a lot more uh, nasty. Yeah, very, very gruesome. Gruesome. Yeah. I, I, I love. I love. Okay. Those. You got, love those movies? I do. I like them, but I don't like them better than you know the newer age. My Halloween's the first two at least. Like Rob Zombie doing mm-hmm. horror, it works for me. Yeah, he, he's he's got a thing for it. I mean, Devil Rejects. Like if you want to make a Halloween movie, like go all out for it. I mean, shit. All right, I got two more for you guys. These are actors. Jonathan Majors or Michael B. Jordan? Damn it. Ooh. All right, he he on one tonight. (laughs) He definitely is. I'm going Michael B. Jordan just because I worship at the altar of The Wire and Creed. Okay. Jonathan Majors. I I think Jonathan Majors, too. Jonathan Majors, I think he has a higher ceiling. Michael B. Jordan, like, I think Michael B. Jordan is a good actor, but sometimes to me he can get kind of boring. It sounds it sounds kind of offensive, but he does get kind of boring. Like him in the Creed movies, I don't feel like he was. He wasn't the reason why those movies are what they are. He was a big part. He he was a big part of it. He really does do well, but still, I still feel like it was really led by Rocky, Sylvester Stallone. Hmm. Like Sylvester Stallone won an award for Creed, not Michael B. Jordan. He didn't win the Academy Award. He got screwed. No, he won. He won Golden Globe. I think. uh, he, I think Sylvester Stallone for the first Creed, so as well yeah, like as yeah, he helped revitalize all that. But I feel like it was really led by Rocky. Rocky, like Rocky, really carried. Like, there would the be first. no Creed without Rocky. Yeah, Sylvester Stallone is, is I, a I, movie star. It's just my preference. I just think Jonathan Majors has like a higher potential. Yeah, for he's his definitely gaining steam on him. I don't know about. And I saw yeah. the Devotion is finally on streaming. Right it now, is, so I get to watch that this oh, week. Yeah, so you never out. saw? Well, Sean, you haven't seen it. What? But Tommy has. Um, before you, uh, in case you want to rethink your answer there, I'm sure you saw Bodie holding the gun to Michael B. Jordan at gunpoint in the first season of Wire. We boys, man. <laughs> we boys. I'm still this, going Jonathan. Oh, I'm still going Jonathan. Man. Okay, okay. I, I, love oh. B. I love Michael B. Jordan. I'm not saying he's a horrible actor, but I think Jonathan Majors has higher potential right now. Okay. Like, okay. Michael B. Jordan is like light year. And uh, Jonathan Majors is uh, turning red. If you can understand where I'm going with that, I hear you. But do you, so you think Mike? You think Majors would have been better in that Tom Clancy Amazon movie where Michael B. Jordan was? What's that movie that came on Amazon last year? Oh, um, without remorse. Without yeah. remorse. So you're saying you would have rather seen? I don't know. I think Michael B. Jordan played that. He played that, that well. But I don't it. know. If Jonathan Majors is more of an action star per se. I think he's more of like a, a dramatic actor. Because I'm thinking about the stuff that he's done I might so far give you with the like uh, for that. Because for me, he was the highlight. You absolutely love that and Loki that, show more that than not I prematurely did. seeing like how well he's going to do with Kang the Conqueror. True, because that's going to be a little bit of a long run for this phase because they can't just like do a one off and then he's gone. They did him in the Loki show. They bring him in Ant Man, and he's supposed to be like the new Thanos for this phase. So the fact that he's 
those trailers make him look so damn good and well done. And what I'm seeing with him in Creed three. Oh yeah, Jonathan Majors has it. This might be his year. Yeah, I, he, he, he might like be the it. breakout star like this year. He's twenty twenty three might be he's Majors. Definitely year. becoming one of my favorite actors. So I got one more for you guys. Who would you rather deal with the least if they were coming after you, John Wick or the Equalizer? <laughs> <laughs> Just off based on the character's age, I'm gonna, gonna go. I'm gonna. John. I'm gonna go off. I would rat. I would least. I would. I think you don't want John, John Wick, on Wick your at ass. you at all because I think all. I think uh, Robert, what's his name, Robert, McCre- whatever his name is. Oh, Robert McCall. McCall. I think he would he would just give you a little bit more lean, leeway. I think I, I, I th- he would get you bad too. But I think John Wick, you piss him off. There's no holes barred with him. You know he's gonna yeah. kill you pretty nasty. You can have a yeah. thirty man army. Yeah. John Wick's still gonna kill everybody. Yeah, yeah I think I agree. with If you. I had to pick, I would not want to fuck with John Wick. Not yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hand agree. to hand yeah. gunfight. You're gonna lose. Like if I was that Russian kid and I killed his dog. Oh my god, I would have killed myself because <laughs> his dad was scared. <laughs> you fucking killed John Wick, <laughs> boogeyman. You've been working on your accents. <laughs> You've been in the mirror practicing. It's like right, I'm gonna kill, kill it this week. On the <laughs> oh man, he was scared. He was scared for him. Like, hey man, nothing I can do for you. He's like, coming. he don't come for you. He's man. gonna come for you. Like, shit, I'm gonna get security. We gonna hire people, but we gonna get fucked up. I just think I think Equalizer would kill you with anything. Like he'd grab a screwdriver and kill you or a saw or whatever, but pencil. I, a pencil. But John Wick is just nasty. He's just something else, you know. So well that's all I have for you guys. All right, man. All right, man. That last one kind of threw I was like, all right, man. I don't want either one Good of them on my ass. Yeah. Good questions. If that was the case, man, they just both just gonna have to kill me because I ain't fighting back. And we got John Wick four, what, in March? Yeah, that comes so. out in uh, March. Okay. Yes, you are correct. So, yeah, I am. I am. I'm very much looking Me too. forward okay. to that. Wait. And Equalizer comes out this year too. All right, which one are you more looking forward to, John Wick Four or Equalizer Three? John Wick Four. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I, got, I would love John, both. John Wick Four. Yeah. I, that's a more consistently good series for me. I like I, both. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I like Equalizer, but I feel like I'm. For some reason, I feel like I'm in the minority. I feel like they're slightly overrated. I. Uh, Equalizer like one or two. What the fuck? I know. Oh. I love them. I, I, Overrated compared to what? Just compared to fan hype. Just because the first one was really fucking good. Sean asking that question to me, that wasn't even even close. Honestly, if you ask me, would I take Equalizer series over John Wick? Not even close. John Wick's way up here. Equalizers. He's closer than he's in got the, middle. the same kind of not the same kind of uh you know force behind him. He's not he doesn't he's not led by what John Wick's led by. He's just trying to equalize everything. John Wick is just like I'm just coming for everybody and I'm taking everybody out. True. And both yeah. of those are two of the greatest movie stars of our lifetime, right, right. Keanu Reeves. I just feel like um John Wick is the movies are just way more exciting. Yeah, that's me. more of a yeah. Well, it's the world building that they did in John Wick. Like they didn't just stay on like the first one. They actually kept going and going with where this world is going. I'm, I'm actually intrigued on where they're going with the fourth one. Unlike the fourth Matrix, I'm looking forward to this fourth one because yeah. this one actually looks like it's pretty fucking dope. The best thing they did for the last one is bring in Halle Berry, big time. I, to to this day, dogs, yeah. I would have yeah. I would have drunk that spit water in the desert. That's I know way. my wife was looking at me all weird, like ew. I was like, man, you know, one man on this planet <laughs> that ain't gonna be excited to drink Halle Berry spit. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Spit it on me. Halle Berry right. was real dirty for that. Come on, Holly. He, he like, do you know the nasty shit I would do to yeah. Halle Berry? <laughs> that was the least of it. Man, damn it, y'all gonna be ashamed of me. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, 
Yeah, yeah. He would have just give oh, a little bit of on camera. a sip. It's a sip. <laughs> Yeah. Like, like granted, I'll still do the same things to my wife, but if Halle Berry came over <laughs> me, like it came over to me and said, Hey, like like get get your ass over here, boy, be one of my dogs. I'm like, <laughs> like I'm over Oh here. man. Oh, some good times, guys. Good oh, time. oh Ryan, did you make a list of like get me some rapid fire or you wanna wait till next week? Um uh, real quick, AMC show by the name of Pantheon, one of the best sci fi pieces of work that I've seen. And please forgive me, listeners. I still haven't seen Breaking Bad. I'm halfway I'm through the first season. Don't feel bad. I still I, haven't gotten through. I haven't gotten past the first two, three episodes. Really? I enjoyed the first. The first episode. The, f- the first episode was was really good. Now I think I started like the second or third when I first got, and I just I didn't, I didn't have a chance to really get back into it. The only one that I, if I had to pick between that and Ozark, I want to go back to Ozark really? before I go back to Breaking Bad. You know, I love Ozark. Ozark had like the greatest first episode I've ever seen in my life. Scariest. You saw Ozark, Ryan? I have not. Okay. And I, I'm not going to lie. Jason Bateman is a fucking beast. Beast in this. He's, Holy he's shit. Actor. This is he's not good. the Jason Bateman that you know. He's the serious, real Jason Bateman in this. It's not goofy, play yeah, around. Yeah, it's not like sarcastic. Horrible Bosses. Yeah, Jason yeah. Bateman, or Teen Wolf 2. Game Night or nothing like that. Like, this is. Which is a very good movie. Good movie. Great movie. But this is. Wait, Teen Wolf Wolf too? You're no, hell that? no. And I'm talking about the one. I think uh, Sean had it like as his uh, hidden gem. Uh, game one of those night. Week, uh, game oh, night. game yeah, night. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm I'm just had, uh, Rachel McAdams and uh, that, that's a great movie. Uh, yeah. you give it a chance. Give it a chance. Uh, Ozark. Just see what you like. Just watch the first episode if you. Now I've you. heard. Now yeah, and I, I I watched that first episode at your house Ozark? a while back. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. You showed it to me. Oh, but I've heard uh, just off uh, me being a prowl of the internet, like most of our generation is. I heard that show didn't stick the landing last season. No, it didn't. It, it messed up. I heard up. a lot yeah. of negative feedback. It didn't. That, that's another one that, yeah, it did fumble the ball a little bit. Yeah, so. but I'm it, hoping Stranger Things doesn't do that shit. Oh. Because they're saying this. that this is supposed to be the last season. I'm like, man, y'all better go all out. Especially if you're going to make us wait a damn year. So year and a half. Where the hell it takes y'all to make it. hit that's been for Netflix, don't be surprised. We're going to get multiple spinoffs. Oh, I yeah. don't want that. I don't want to see it's, it's Hopper coming. doing his adventures. I, or like the mom or Nota Ryder. Hey, I didn't I didn't want to see a prequel Han Solo movie. Yeah. We still got it. Oh shit. Ryan, can I can I make a confession to you right now? You liked um you liked uh what's that rapper's name as as um Lando Calrissian in oh, uh, uh, Donald Glover? Glover. Yeah, Donald Glover. Childish oh, uh, Gambino. Childish Gambino? <laughs> yeah. No, no, not that. Sorry. No, but <laughs> I actually, my wife actually uh, made me watch a movie that I claimed to hate all those years, and I watched it again. And have to admit, I'm I'm really starting to warm up to this movie being pretty good to me, and that's Beetlejuice. Oh, okay, Beetlejuice. I hated it. For Where so did you many... go wrong from the get go? What's wrong? I with watched it as a kid. And I was always like, "This is so fucking weird." Beetlejuice is great. And ever since then, I was like, "This Tim Burton is just like he's just like an off kilter kind of director for me." And I always, for a lot of years, I, I, all right, for one. I look at it with a completely different lens as an adult as opposed to Big when I was time. a kid. As Same an adult, here. it looks completely different to me now. Watching it as an adult, I'm like, holy shit, this movie's actually pretty fucking funny. What's his name? Um, who's the, who's Beetlejuice? Well, I can't think of his oh, name. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Think of him being Beetlejuice and Batman. This is totally two different styles. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, the one thing style. that struck me watching okay. that movie as an adult is... Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice is not in that movie that much. He's I'll in there for sh- like 17, 18 minutes. <laughs> this, this serious. I was, I was shocked watching this adult. And there's a more um, sinister thing to Beetlejuice than I think they originally, originally they had a little more sinister to it. It was supposed to be a little more sinister. I read about it. I looked up what Beetlejuice was and it was like, this is supposed to be a lot darker than 
what they released as far as Tim Burton goes. You know what I mean? So um, I I love Beetlejuice. I used to watch the cartoons back in the day. You know, when the, the Sand Monster came out and grabbed him. I'm like, man, this Beetlejuice is dope. So I always like Beetlejuice. When I went on a ride or our girls in there. So, yeah. No, it, I, I watched. I just saying she made me. Uh, it was actually on a New Year's Eve when we did this because we was kind of doing like a movie marathon with me and my family. We watched like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We ended up watching Beetlejuice. And I think we watched... Uh, I can't remember what else we watched. Maybe it was like Forrest Gump or something. But I was just watching like Taking all these old childhood. Here. I was watching mm-hmm. like a bunch of old movies with my kids that they claim they never seen because they said they never seen the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which threw me off as a father. I felt like I failed them more than them failing out of high school or anything. Oh, like, man, <laughs> like y'all ain't seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles better than that. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, Michael Bay, Bay, Michael Bay stuff. Yeah, way better trash, than that. Trash, trash. Even with Megan Fox is beautiful as like I, it still wasn't I, that good. Not good. The original I, April O'Neil was one of my first crushes oh fine super fine i liked her but i never really had a crush on her and also you remember the the mom from um um home alone and it was in beetlejuice yes she was, uh, she was another one of my Catherine O'Hare. she looks really yeah. good in beetlejuice Catherine O'Hare still looks good man. i know I, yeah. it's maybe it's it's the redhead thing. Any, yeah. any redhead, I'm like, I'm in you like, hey, man, I need to holler at you. <laughs> I'm feel you on that time. So, so as soon as I, well, I, I, I have, have that like, same I, fetish, I feel you I on like, that. I like the redheads, too. Yeah, I saw my wife different. like, hey, me and you, baby, together forever <laughs> right now. Tie that knot. Hell yeah. Tie that knot. Like, what? <laughs> like, you got an education? <laughs> like, come on. Hey, your wife a little bit older than us, right? Yeah, she's a, she's older than me. She's okay. older than me by two years. Okay, so. So what? We're the same age. I think... What kind of forever was my first time uh, I thought meeting she your was wife? Our, I didn't know she. Yeah, I thought she she was younger than you by five years, Tommy. That's, uh, that's shocking. Tommy, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I no yeah, knock against you. That was make her feel no, good. no, I, no, no knock against Tommy. You look younger than I do, but yeah, I, I, that's a shock. My wife like has always looked younger than what she is. And every time she tells somebody her age, it's like what because. Cause she has like a younger sister, but she was younger than her younger sister. So it's yeah, she's 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 aging well. Love you, I'm baby. sure she'll hear this part of the show. Uh, she's worry. like, oh, you talked about me and not about me, and forced you to go camping again. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I know. They I know. always hear the shit you don't want them to hear. No, because because she she makes good points every once in a while about how I pick the movies all the time, and I made her pick. I made her pick a movie so she get off my damn bag, and she picked Beetlejuice. And I was like. Fuck! But you end up enjoying it, though, right? I know. I watched it with a completely different lens as an adult. I need to do that more often. Watch an old movie as a, that I did as a kid and watch it again just to see if it has like the same kind of uh, feeling and vibe. She That's was, good. I'm going to touch on that in my head and Jim. That it, it really does make a difference. You see movies in a new light as an adult. I know. Yes, it's a do. completely different lens. You have different experiences that you grow up with. So, yeah, a lot of movies that we it's enjoyed like, as a kid looks different to me. It's like food for me. The stuff I wouldn't eat as a kid. Now I'm like, man, this shit is bomb. Like oh, Chinese food. I hated Chinese food as a kid. What? I don't know why, but it just wasn't my thing. And see, my it was mom, tomatoes for me. My I, mom I made a lot of Asian cuisine being a Filipino. You know what I mean? Like, you lucky I, mother. I, I now I'm like, thank you for making these, mom. I hate it as a kid, but it had, it's acquired taste. I had to learn how to like it. You know, and as I got older, like this, please make more of that. But as a kid, I just wanted chicken tenders and fish sticks. You know what I mean? You know I what I'm saying? So that, that. That, I had a palate for that. You know, now it's just like the same with movies. As we look back on some of these movies, they're like, man, my palate has grown. I'm, I'm a little bit different now. And I, I can enjoy this movie. It's not all about action and horror and sports movies now. You know what I mean? So it's the same yeah. thing. Same thing for me. So Yeah, yeah man. You get older, you get you get you get more wiser with the decisions. Oh, you yeah. Because you know, eating vegetables and all that shit as a kid, I remember I used to hate vegetables, but now I uh, I enjoy I I really enjoy cabbage. I'm not that, on that. that that's not man, a big yeah. that's not a big thing for a lot of people. But if it, my mom made some cabbage, I'm gonna fuck that shit up, man. Like it's like it's pizza. Yeah, I've always some- had a, a love for cabbage, cabbage and greens. 
that's always been on my palate. Yeah, I can I, eat all. I mean, broccoli and carrots, I didn't like. I love it. Peas, I didn't like. I love them now. Green beans, I eat all of that. I don't know about. I don't have a lot of opportunities to eat cabbage. You got to put a lot of yeah. butter if you want to eat lima beans. Yeah, uh, but um, still good. Oh, 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 y'all mind if I challenge y'all with a cinema question? Ooh. Now, I know I have this list, but do y'all do, do y'all have like a top like three, five, or whatever hate list as far as actors or actresses? That you refuse to watch, or you just hate for some dumb reason. Huh, I have a thing because I know that. I told y'all. I think I have like at least two of them. For I know one, Sean Penn is t- one. It was <laughs> Sean Penn is on mine. <laughs> Tim Burton is always on there. Oh, that's good. Really? Ryan no, hurt. I, I told that you that did man, hurt my feelings a little bit. <laughs> I, I told you. I just his movies is not just my taste. Like I, once you get past the Batman's and now Beetlejuice, as he won me over with Beetlejuice as and an adult. Wait till you see Ed Wood. If you if you're won over by Beetlejuice, you did bring up Ed Wood. What, so I, please I didn't get that one. But is it- and it's a movie about movie making. Please watch Ed Wood. I'm, I'm talking to you too, Sean. Ed Wood. And who else were you about to say? I felt there was there was one. I don't think it was. Maybe it was another director. But I know it's Sean Penn and it's um. What did I just say? Tim Burton. And it'll probably be Amber Heard because I may feel like I had to boycott her. <laughs> boycott her for a while until she does something amazing, which I don't really see I in her future so, right man. now. But. Y'all saw that she settled like a couple weeks ago, mm. like that that uh, seven million dollar uh, lawsuit that like she lost against Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp just settled out of court for her for one million. I was like, right. man, you let her off easy, man. I would have left that hanging over her head for the rest of her life. I don't give a damn how many makeup like uh, tutorials she got to do on YouTube to get that money back, man. Like you don't <laughs> give my damn money. It ain't about money for him. He just wanted to embarrass her ass. Oh, well, she's embarrassed. All right, mm. that was just one of the things. Like Ryan, do you have a hate list? Um, at the top of my head, I'm struggling right yeah, now. Because if you don't have one off the top of your head, that means you don't have hate on your body, which is a good thing. I, I do because okay. one of my most hated actors grew on me, and I was, and it's no bias against somebody having the same name as me. You but say Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Gosling. What? I'm Damn, sorry. I love I'm Ryan sorry. What the hell did Ryan Gosling do to you other than be beautiful? He's dancing in the room. He's the not Titans. a bad looking guy. Not but a bad looking guy. I can admit he's handsome as hell. Beautiful blonde guy. Man. And he got great taste in women. And he can drive. Man, it's great. Man. <laughs> what the f- all right, dude. And <laughs> he can drive. We can all drive. Yeah, we can. We can not like drive. him. He, all right. He can drive back. But like even, it, even in the movie Drive. <laughs> you talking like he the transporter or something. Like he can drive. He's like, all right. Christina Hendricks. Ooh, that's it. With nah, the red hair that was and her movies. thick backside and black leather pants. Can't beat, that's one of my favorite and the, movies. And the filmmaking. Oh, yeah. That was the star. The, that was one of the movies where the filmmaker was a star of that. I, I really felt you could have put. The music was great. The yeah. music was great. You could have put any actor in Ryan Gosling's role. I that feel movie like he still would have been job, great. Though. He did. Yeah. But that movie was so good. You could have put really good at being anybody stoic. half yeah, decent. Yeah, never even said a whole lot. Just, just looked. You know what I mean? Like very no dialogue. You could have put Michael B. Jordan. Y'all were just talking about that. Put Michael B. Jordan in Drive. It'd Still would have been good. I'm not, anybody. No, it wouldn't play. Put Jerry same. Seinfeld in there. No. Still would have been good. If Michael B. Jordan was in there, he would have got pulled over at least three times. <laughs> 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 right now, that ain't gonna be the same. I'm sorry. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're a black ass dude. Uh, I stand corrected. Hell yeah. I stand corrected. Good point. I don't want to see Michael B. Jordan in some like <laughs> fucking uh, some scorpion jacket. It wouldn't have played the same. No, 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 no. What's old boy? Uh, what's the dude? Uh, Hellboy. What's his name? Oh, uh, uh, about Ron, Perlman? Ron, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Yeah, yeah. He was in there fighting. Yeah, fucking around with him. So no, even like yeah. what? Finding Nemo's dad was in that damn movie. Yeah, right? yeah Albert Brooks, was. Or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Like played a really good bad guy. Yeah, he was really Malcolm in the Middle's dad. Old was in boy's there. wrist. I was like, ah, oh, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Got a good cast. Underrated movie. And, of course, Michelle Williams, which a lot of people don't give her the respect that she deserves, but very talented actress. And she probably did a better version of uh, Marilyn Monroe than uh, Old Girl that you brought up last week who made, like, one of the worst movies of the yeah, year. Yeah, it wasn't her fault. Yeah, that, that movie was not her fault. She was not bad. It was, she was just in a bad movie. And I believe uh, the fighter pilot from the recent Star Wars trilogy. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, We're talking about Drive still. About, you're yeah. talking about uh, Moon... Paper, yeah, what's his name? Are you talking about the Moon Knight guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was in he was in Drive. Oh, Oscar, Oscar Isaac. 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 Yeah. There we go. I cannot think of his name. X Oscar Mac- Isaac. Yeah. X Machina. X Machina. Yeah, X-Machina. he was awesome yeah, in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's another one. You should that's watch, a hidden yeah. gem. Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, now showing. I'm out of this because I didn't see any I didn't movie either. this past. You guys, Sean, you want to go see Megan in the theater? I, I had a Mr. Horror Man. I, I thought you'd have been opening night, I, but it's PG-13. I, I, How horror can it be? I, don't I already like know some PG-13 scary Megan horror movies. I don't need no more scary <laughs> Megan. Um, <laughs> no, I haven't seen anything. Nothing has enticed me. I haven't You're not going to get anything for a while. Yeah, it's nothing. So really you better be streaming y'all's ass. I've been trying because like, it's Max. Avatar and Megan will like be dominating. I was telling Tommy, I got on HBO Max to find something new. I ended up watching the original. Coming to America. I just, I just couldn't find anything. I just I landed that looks great in HD, doesn't uh, y'all, it? Y'all remember that movie that was playing last week when we was uh, recording the the menu? Yeah, that's yes. on there too. Yeah. I saw. I did. I did finish watching that at my house. That movie was actually pretty good. I gotta finish that because. When, when it was, was pretty. It was, pre- it was pretty fucked up, but it was pretty good. Very. It looked like it because yeah, that last show we had. I literally oh. only saw the beginning and end of that movie. I, I take it back. I watched this movie called The Invitation. It's like a vampire movie. Was that any good? I only got about 30 minutes in, so I, I'm not going to give it a bad grade yet. So okay. it, it, it That's been not, on my playlist for months, It actually. did not go the way I wanted it to go so far. So I'm going to give it another chance. I'm going to watch the rest of it. But it, it, it looks like a... I don't know. It looks like a play I'm watching or something. I didn't like the way it looked. It can't be worse than that House of Darkness yeah, movie. Yeah, it's, it's not really in it's my mind. Oh, that went out so bad. I yeah. felt bad. But I did the same thing to that Barbarian when I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this. And I loved it. So I'm going to give it more of a try. Because it, it kind of starts off kind of weird for me. So, yeah. uh, have any of you guys seen the movie The Northman yet? No, it, but you you disgraced it. Like, I, you did, guys, I did. Yeah, but I that movie keeps getting a lot of hype from a lot of critics, and I was vastly disappointed in that. Um, well, I, well, I, we ain't got to talk about it no more. I, I, wanna, I, wanna <laughs> I heard you, you dog, and I was like, <laughs> I ain't watching but, that. <laughs> I, I, I heard it wasn't what you thought it was going to be. Not at no, all. So. It, it was not an action movie at all. It was very weird yeah. and very little action. That is not what the movie that was advertised. I do want to touch on Megan, which was not that bad, but I did not like it very much, honestly. And uh, this is that's a, movie. a weird spot to be in. It is like it, it ain't is. horrible, but you know it's cool. And those are kind of my least favorite movies. I I, I kind of like being on one side of the spectrum as opposed to being in the middle. So it's worth waiting to streaming. No need to rush out to the theater and see it. Because I do think the PG-13 rating was to its detriment. Um, I, there's the rare cases. I, the first movie that popped in my head was the original The Ring. Uh, that was one of the better horror movies of the 2000s era, The Ring. The sequel, one of the worst movies, The Ring 2. I, I vaguely remember The Ring, and I just remember it being okay. It didn't really, I, I like it didn't really move me. I feel like The Ring is heralded really high as, as far as like the horror It feels treats. a bit overrated. Yeah. I, I don't think it's, it's not as scary as people say, but I remember when we was in high school and we saw that, I was like, man, this shit is terrifying. But now looking back, it's not that scary. So, Hey, compare that to that movie with Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, with that little white ghost who would just pop over. She was in Japan. Uh, what what the hell? Huh? Oh, Sarah, Sarah Michelle, Michelle Geller. Geller 
what they made uh, like three or four of those movies, and those were pages. I thought those movies were um, wasn't God that a awful. Japanese uh, yes, it adaptation? Was. Yes, what you talking was. about? Um, Please uh, help me out. It's not the, the Ring, but it's similar to the Ring. It's on it, the tip of my um, damn tongue. Damn it! What is that? I hated those damn movies. You talk about where you go in the house and the lady gets you. She should be yes. crawling down the stairs. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, uh, man. the Grudge. They thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Sean. Man, those movies suck. Yeah. That's bad PG-13 horror for you. Good Lord. And that had a lot of following, too. I remember when that came up, people, oh, my God, The Grudge. Now, if you guys it? are feeling really froggy, uh, if you get on HBO Max, one of your favorite movies is on there, Hereditary, if you want to give that a oh, chance. Yeah. Oh, I saw, I saw that. <laughs> Not when I'm <laughs> sleeping by myself on most nights. Hell no. I ain't going to lie. I got to chill up my spine. I got scared. Oh, Dead like, serious. I'm going to shit on myself uh, when you said P that. came out just now. Dead so, serious. Yeah, yeah. That, that movie's in, in a, a horror classic. That is. That's but it. I will. I, I got to be in another what, relationship before I watch Collette that you think Tony Collette? Really made it more scary, or you think it's yes? yes she did yeah. a good job. She one of the best performances of our lifetime, actually, acting wise. If I had to describe her, she is like the female version of Benicio del Toro to me, as far as like an actor or actress who completely disappear into the role, oh, yeah, and I'm not sure. seeing them as like mm-hmm. an actor playing a role. I feel like I'm seeing that character on the screen, and nothing else exists to them. She disappears into it, damn near every role that she yeah, plays. Yeah, she did. She's very fascinating she as an is. actress. She, I love Tony. No, Cooper, she man. no, ve- no, very, 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 very fascinating. I, I loved her in that movie. She's, she was. She completely sold it. That and once again, like you said, the husband always gets like the, the short end of the stick. It's like man, he just can't. He just wanted yeah. a family dinner. It was like old dude and soul food. He just wanted a Sunday dinner. <laughs> That's he, all he wanted. wanted. They never finish the fucking meal. Never. I get so mad at the food just being wasted yeah. on the tables of all these damn like dysfunctional families. Like, he just wanted peace. That's it. He yeah. wanted peace. He wanted a piece of chicken and a biscuit, man. Like, just let the man live. He want to be set on. He fire. was trying to keep the peace he more was. than any other family. But he was getting him. he was getting fed up at one point. He was like, "All right, I'm taking you to the crazy house." That's what and happens he, when you marry a toxic woman, uh, man. Yeah, like, got all this baggage fuck. with you. They end up getting caught on fire for all his worth. Well, if you guys remember, um, Bruce Willis carrying. Collect up the stairs in um, six cents. the six cents. Mm. Her body will make him want to marry her. Yeah, so even if she was batshit crazy in that, that woo, woo, her of, body is still banging. There's a lot of fine ass batshit crazy women out there. <laughs> Usually, if they super Good fine, point. there's something else going on. I'm pretty, pretty sure Halle, I'm pretty sure Halle Berry is batshit crazy. That's why nobody want to stay with her. <laughs> you, you can't be that damn point. fine and single. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> something, something ain't right. Something is not right. Uh, money. She, yeah, she will. She probably doesn't put up with a lot of shit either because she's got her own money. I'm sure that that counts as well. Um, um, what's her face from um, Anchorman Two is single right now. Her fine ass. Anchorman making good. Making good is single right now. Oh, and she was married to a millionaire herself, like some big ass bar CEO of some company. <laughs> she's single right now. Making good. I'm. I'll risk it all for these. Sorry, ass shits. I'm dealing with the Fort Wayne. Holla at your boy. But uh, real quickly, if you go into Megan looking for an entertaining science fiction movie as opposed to a horror movie, you might enjoy it more than I did. I really felt that this movie was trying to be too many genres all in one more than anything. They And the fact that they marketed it as a suspense thriller horror movie that would be the least genre I would put it in. The suspense horror aspect of it is not... You've, you've seen all the scary parts in the trailers pretty much. I mean, uh, 
this movie turns into Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Talk about the Megan movie still? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And once you guys see it, you'll see what I'm talking about. This movie turns into Rock'em Sock'em Robots or that movie with uh, Wolverine where he was building that robot, which is actually not that bad, actually, I think of it. Uh, but anyway, Megan was vastly disappointing in the most recent movie that um, that I've seen. Please, I implore you guys, though. Go find I, Tar is on Blu-ray. I don't think it's on streaming yet. Find a way to see the movie Tar, please. I I, I put that in my top five list. I I, I put Wakanda Forever as my favorite movie of the year. Kate Blanchett has the performance of the year with Tar. Please, I implore you guys, find a way to see that movie. Please, you know if I gotta burn it for you on bootleg, watch the movie Tar. I want to hear you guys' opinion on that. I, I really feel this is filmmaking, storytelling, and acting at its best. I, I I really feel that's one of the best movies that have come out within the past ten years. And Kate Blanchett gave one of the all-time best acting performances. In cinema history. Well, she is one of the better actresses working right Big now. Big time. So if you said that you did, and I'm, I'm going to believe you. I'm going to watch it begrudgingly because the, the synopsis of the movie just didn't quite entice me enough. Either to did, go it, it, did, it didn't me either. Uh, I, I can't But wait. I have been fooled before, so I'm not going to completely like write it off and say, like, oh, I don't want to watch this. But if you say it's good, then I'll, I'll give it a chance. And, you know, the audience, I think you guys should probably give it a chance, too, because I never know what my taste is until I actually watch it at this point. Because, once again, as an adult... My like my taste in movies seem to expand more and more as yeah. each new film comes out. So yes. I'm not going to try to write it off right away. It's just like at first glance, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'm into that shit. But you know, maybe I'll I'll watch it. I'm like, damn, that was actually pretty good because that. And I hate to admit when you write sometimes because every once in a while you be on a roll being right about something. <laughs> I was like, I'm there. I'm just going to be a dick. I'm like, nah, man, that movie was fucking. Crazy. <laughs> you know, I'll be like, man, that movie is actually pretty fucking good, man. I ain't, I ain't gonna say it to his face. I don't need his confidence to be built up, man. But no. no. I have very low self esteem. You don't got to worry about that. No, so n- neither one of y'all going to go see the new House Party remake? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> I think I saw a high raccoon in one of the recent previews. Hell no. Little like, Wayne popped up. Hell no. I didn't see a trailer for it. I think I saw like maybe like a clip or two, and I saw LeBron James in the video and then some mirror and some bathroom. I was like, of course, let me guess. He has a perfect hairline. <laughs> Everything looks great. Got a big ass beard. I was like, all right. He, looks, he looks good on the, on the movies, but yeah. That's not what he looks like in real life. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. If somebody watches a lot of NBA basketball, yeah, they're showing it. They're showing those commercials a lot during NBA games. And literally, they had a, a look like a, a raccoon smoking a joint, Little Wayne popping up its, <laughs> off the stairwell. This movie looks garbage. This looks like something they're just trying to get out as fast as possible, recoup, and forget they ever made it. This is probably going to be on our worst list. For 2023. Oh, it probably won't even make this. Like, it was so fucking bad. Like, let's not even talk about it. <laughs> no, <laughs> not worth it. Here. Yeah, I'm not. I told y'all a remake of House Party was never going to work. Never. Ever. Even if Kid and Play came back and they had like a fucking CGI of them, like with the high top face <laughs> on, it still wouldn't have worked. Because no, for one, too old LeBron James, just, just stay out of the movies for right now, man. You already got like bad. Like uh, karma coming back your way from that bullshit, like uh, <laughs> that bullshit uh, movie that you did, the remake of George's movie. What the hell is that? Space Jam. Space, Space Jam. Jam. I, saw, I had I high that. hopes for that too. I shouldn't have, but for some reason I felt okay. I'm not a fan of 3D technology, but 
basketball LeBron James Looney Tunes on a basketball court, that might be kind of awesome in 3D. And I'm so thankful. If there's one positive thing about COVID, it's the fact that that went straight to HBO Max and I didn't waste my money to see it in the theater. Because I probably would have paid for the 3D upcharge because of the potential I saw in that. So, it, it, yeah, it had potential to be a big-ass dog pile of shit. It definitely was. And it did not disappoint me on that front. <laughs> I watched that movie. It's like, all right, man, Don Cheadle is an AI right now. Like, for real. It sounds good on paper, actually. Yeah. Yeah, <sighs> like, if you were pitching on. me a movie and I was executive, LeBron James, Space Jam sequel, Don Cheadle? You know Vin what else looked good on paper? Lightyear. <laughs> yes, it, true that. Okay. True that. You know, it, the idea itself seems like a pretty good one, but once it... It doesn't execute right. It's like, what are we doing? Here, I can't guys? believe I like turning red more than lightly. Like you're, what a, what an age you live in. Holy yeah. cow! Yeah, man, it's a low budget stuff. Well, I, it's, I don't want to call an animated film low budget because it costs some money to make that shit. But oh, yeah. the money that they put in Lightyear, if they just put if they put more heart into the story, it would have been better. Big time. No, that was missing. Like like. I told I try to get that's what it was. I try to get my family to watch Turner Red. They looked at me like I was fucking weird. <laughs> I was like, man, y'all seen Teen Wolf? I'm like, yeah. This ain't nothing but animated Teen Wolf, man. Yo, come on, man. I, I would have been sold. No, because my kids haven't seen Teen Wolf either. My kids don't know that was, shit. That was before their time. I don't care. So was Star Wars. My son went back to watch that. True. As um, long as you have internet, you have nothing mm. but options. Very true. Nothing but options. There's no reason why you shouldn't have seen certain films. Like, yeah, maybe you hadn't seen it in theaters, but you can go back and get like some kind of reference. So, how old is your oldest son? My oldest is 16. My youngest is 15. So put your Mm. put Tommy and myself and Sean and your 16 year old self a movie that when you were 16 that came out 20 years ago. I mean, that might as well been in black and white. I mean, I kind of looked down on movies that were that old at that age. I mean, certain. To a certain extent, okay, fair point. Star, star. There are certain movies like Star Wars, but I still remember seeing The Godfather when I was probably nine or ten years old. And yeah, uh, that might as well have been Metropolis at, the, at to me. Uh, that movie was real old, I, uh, and that was a more pivotal moment just to show you how much my dad loves The Godfather. Uh, to this day. He cussed me out for me asking, and I don't think you guys, you guys haven't seen The Godfather yet, have you? You guys have not seen nah, The Godfather yet. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I've and, never seen the whole thing. And I, I That do was wanna, next on my list, because I told you I was going to watch please. The Godfather, and I was going to watch uh, Scarface. You saw Scarface. I got, I got Scarface. I was got like halfway through uh, The Godfather, and I ain't going to lie, I fell asleep the first 30 minutes, because it was really late. I was tired as hell, and that's, you know, that's a long fucking movie, so I need to be wide-eyed and bushy tail to get through that one. It is, and just me being more uh, um, inner-reflexive at my advanced age, I do this a lot with sports. I've been very harsh on Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and other athletes just because they're not as good as my favorite athlete. Um, it's, Who's which your is not favorite f- athlete, O.J. Simpson? Uh, my two favorite <laughs> athletes are <laughs> no, Tiger Woods. He's not Bruce. If you want to, know who, I'm wearing the jersey of my second favorite Buffalo Bill. So if you want to know who my favorite Buffalo Bills players are, They're Bruce, Bruce Smith. Smith. Yeah. yeah, my favorite Buffalo Bills players are um, Thurman Thomas, Bruce Smith, Doug Flutie. With Eric Moulds is my honorable mention. You only like Bruce Smith because he was in Little Giants. Man, shut up. <laughs> Don't forget about one of the best <laughs> Nike commercials ever with uh, the bad guy from Speed. Uh, 
what's his yeah. what's the guy's name? Dennis, bad guy from Speed. Dennis, Dennis, Dennis Hopper. Bad Wait, he things. was in a Nike commercial? Bad things, man. Bad things. You remember those? Bruce Smith had his own signature shoe with uh, Dennis Hopper as a referee. No, I did I not know that. that. When you get a chance, YouTube Dennis Hopper bad things commercial. Like he wears a cleat. What kind of signature shoe could he have? Um, they used to make cleats in the tennis shoes back in the day. Yeah, that's like it was weird. It was a weird like era. Like, had like a, remember when Ken Griffey Jr. Exactly. had his shoes? Dion had some shoes. It was Barry still Sanders. weird. Yeah, it oh, was like nice, a glorious time. But Bo Jackson, he had trainer shoes. Yeah, that yeah. made more sense. Right, true. But so was the Bruce. So was the Bruce Smith shoe. That was the right. trainer shoes. But to a certain extent, just because I like the I like Casino and Goodfellas more than The Godfather, doesn't make The Godfather. Not worth watching. That's an unfair standard just because of the stuff that we like better doesn't mean something that's slightly less is not worth watching. It's like, um, I like Malignant a hundred times more than Megan. I would still recommend you guys go see Megan because you might like more than I did. If I'm, It wasn't bad. If I'm bored enough and I want to waste like $12 and go out on a quick little date night with my wife. Don't see it in the theater. No. Don't take that. Well, then give me a bootleg and we can talk. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's the deal. But yeah, I, you guys need to spend some money on Tar, even though I didn't. But go. Yeah. You need, <laughs> you need, I will be purchasing Tar right. and putting that on my, on my Blu-ray cabinet. So, um, what point were we getting at? I, I Oh, no, we, we we got lost on house party, and we you know we take left turns. Right? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Let's move we on. We was to talking about time. going back to find old films because like my kids haven't seen like a lot of old films. Oh, there time. we go. Thank you, Tommy. So, yes. So, that, so that's where we were. So the, my point Godfather is, like, is worth watching. So t- in today's age with the internet, there's no reason why people can't go back and find like old catalog movies and stuff like that. Like there's no, I can see why maybe we didn't see it as a kid because we didn't have the internet at our hands to really go back and find damn near anything that we wanted. It was just getting started for us. So it was really yeah. hard to go back unless you, you had like the most extensive catalog at your house or blockbuster just had damn near any movie that you wanted. It was pretty hard to find certain movies back then. So yeah, these kids today, they have no damn reason to not find anything that they want at this point, especially with a lot of them on streaming services. They're going back to find old stuff, remastering it and they're pinning it up on streaming. So, we, we don't have really any kind of excuse to not find some stuff. So the fact that my son actually like willingly wanted to go back and find Star Wars, I was very proud. I was a very happy cinema That's dad. That's got to be a good dad point. moment. It was. And, I was, and then I, I gave him shit for not knowing Ninja Turtles. I was <laughs> like, man, you, you worthless. I'm like, I, I <laughs> like you, you got all this damn internet in this house. You wasting my Wi-Fi on they, Fortnite. They might be more prevy to like, Power Rangers or something because that would have been a little bit closer for them. Maybe. You know what? I tried to make them watch Power Rangers. They looked at me like I was stupid. <laughs> as well they should. No. As well they should. No, that, when, mo- that show's been saw, a piece of all morphin time they looked at me like i was like dad you watch this i was like son it was a different time it was a different age <laughs> i thought i was gonna be a power ranger obviously i wanted to be the black one like come on now like like power rangers they they basically skipped school to go fight crime how oh, can you get guy. me better than i don't that? know how nobody ever noticed they were never there like motherfucker, all right we'll be right back Again. oh it's like yeah. dc they yeah. don't even put masks on and people still can't recognize them <laughs> wonder woman puts on a, like a, a fucking uh leotard she's right. got like a skirt on and nobody can find like, come That's on! Like with Clark Kent, don't like with this. glasses. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can't, you can't recognize him. <laughs> Shit, who is this? A suit and glasses. Damn it, Clark! Don't Kent know who don't, the hell that is. Don't look like Superman. This at dude all. doesn't even wear a mask or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. No, he get, he get like his fucking uh, he's fucking his fucking soul glow gel on, <laughs> yeah, take off his glasses. Like, damn, I cannot recognize you. <laughs> Cocky as fuck. You kind of look like Clark. I know. <laughs> like y'all should meet up. 
Yeah, working at a newspaper. Oh uh, yeah, big ass. You are six foot five, five three hundred pounds <laughs> yeah. of muscle. Yeah, you ain't writing shit in this newspaper. Get the hell out of here. Alright, yeah, y'all kinda got the same build. Like oh, <laughs> it's jumped out this window, but you yeah, you're not a superhero. Oh stupid, stupid. <laughs> oh man. Alright, now. Yeah, I'm guessing both of y'all have seen the Ant Man trailer. Ooh, great. Ha- has it has it moved you? It has moved it moved, me. The, has it it moved me, the excitement man. just a little bit? Ryan, I'll let y'all talk. I'll let y'all talk. Go ahead. I am very, very intrigued in where they're going. First the first tidbit that I saw in that trailer, one is one of those where you have to slow it down. I think y'all know y'all are you familiar with the character uh Mordork? Like the big Modoc. Uh Modoc, I'm sorry. Yes. That the big robot with the like, little the little tiny arms or whatever that's in the comics. It looks like the guy from the first Ant Man is that guy. Did y'all get a good guy from the first Aaron Cross who did like the yellow jacket suit? That bad guy. It looks like that's now him. that would be cool. Now it looks like that's him. That that would be on cool. the screen on the, the 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 face. I was like, holy shit! Is that the one dude that was a yellow jacket? That, all right, I finally I finally going like all right, finally that this makes a, more sense. I hope I hope you're. I never that did not hit me. I, I was a little. Keep in mind, shout out to uh, Lego. You have guys have consistently made some of the best video games of my lifetime. So if it wasn't for those that Lego Marvels game that was on PS3 and PS4, I would have no idea who Modoc is or that uh, guy that um, uh, the witch blew uh, blew his mouth up in Doctor Strange Three. Remember when they met the Illuminati and the guy could his mouth got covered. Black Bolt, yeah, Black Bolt. He was in Inhumans, wasn't he? Well, that horrible spinoff show that they did on the uh, on NBC. I like, never watched that. I he, heard, I heard it was horrible. It was it like it bad. was like one of those uh, shows that they tried to play in theaters for like the first two episodes. Yes, they played at AMC. I remember, I, I remember seeing that. Those terrible, in the theater. absolutely terrible. It, it was, looked cheesy as hell. Yeah, but yeah, I understand. Like, it was a nice little thing of like putting Black Bolt in there, like a uh, Peggy Card and all that stuff. But yeah, when I saw that in the Ant Man trailer, I was like. Holy shit! That but is the, actually, that's an actual little twist right there that he brought him back. But it's going to take somebody like a nerd like me who's played the Marvel games because I consider myself a comic book nerd. I had no idea who Modok was until I played that damn Marvels game five or six years ago. So it's going to take the most diehard fan to to understand who that little fat flying character is that pops up two seconds in there. It to me, if it wasn't for the goodwill that the previous two Ant-Man movies and that the Marvel franchise is built up, I would probably not have very much interest in this Quantum Mania Ant-Man 3. It's just because I'm, I've seen Ant-Man 1 and 2, and I'm going to see this movie because I like Ant-Man 1 and 2, and I love the Marvel studio. The majority of their movies, I think, are fantastic. But just a casual moviegoer who doesn't go see any everything that Marvel comes out with, I can't see them rushing out to see this because I'm not even somebody who's a f- huge fan of Ant-Man 1 and 2. This these the the marketing for this is not blowing me away. I'm sorry. Maybe it's because I know there's not another uh Chadwick Boseman Black Panther movie coming. And I I I, I really wish he, Black Panther and Spider-Man were the focal point of Marvel going forward. But for me to get excited about Ant-Man 3 as the lead-off for Phase 5, I hope they prove me wrong. I, I, I'm going to see it. I'll probably be there opening weekend. You'll probably be late. 
<laughs> of course. That's a good bet, Tommy. That's a, that's a good He's going to walk in 20 minutes later. That's a good bet. And now and the trailers should, are should, probably still all, be playing. We should all go see that, by the way. Okay, that's, a, that's, a date. that's next month, right? That's yeah. a date. Yeah. So mm. as soon as they get on sale, I, I, I'll be a good friend. I'll buy all of our tickets. Yeah. Because I should Ryan, have my tax money. Ryan, Ryan I'm going to pick you up because, God forbid, <laughs> you show up like 30 minutes late. It was yeah. like, like 30 minutes into like, damn, hey, y'all. Sorry, I'm sorry. Like, man, get your ass over here, sit down, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I gotta make sure. I gotta treat you like my kids. I gotta right. make sure you get on time. Just tell them the wrong time. Though. I tried that before. That still didn't work. Like, you know, so, when man. you do that with certain people, they they get hit to the game. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Man, he lying. He, I probably got like another hour. Yeah. Well, if yeah. it makes you guys feel any better, my low point was you guys coming over to my house to see prey. And uh, you in the sh- I come over. This dude was in the shower. <laughs> like, what the hell? Man? You, you invite us over. You ain't ready. Uh, ready man. You didn't really have to leave. How you be late to your own house? <laughs> I was one of my like, you here? I had a great. I had a great time that night. Oh, man. No but problem. I really had to look myself in the mirror in that bath towel. Like I'm late to my own party. Damn it, man! <laughs> Told us what time? Don't be late, guys. You'll be ready for prey. Got food and everything. Like all you gotta do yeah. is get out of bed. Yeah. And PlayStation. Like, yeah, I went home one time. Yeah. We didn't even watch Prey. We watched some damn. What's her name? Oh, girl. We watched some other shit. Bro. We, we, we was watching Kesha haunted stories and shit. What? Damn, it's not Prey. Where is Predator at? <laughs> Ryan, you are like the blackest person I know. How are you late to your own house? Oh, man. Like, like just get out of bed. Oh. Predator and Kesha in the oh, same shit. Man, what the fuck is going on? I had, a, I had a blast that night. I had a blast. Oh, I see why you married Tommy because you can cook chicken like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm damn near about to propose. Yeah, shit, that was, that was some cheap. good shit. That was the oh yeah, that was woo. that was my anniversary gift last year. She's like, oh, I got you. Uh, got you, got you one of these uh, n- the ninjas, like you know, one of those uh, cookers. I was like, oh, I forgot, I got one of them motherfuckers. Don't even use them. Oh my god, I got Sean. one too. What a waste. Oh. Uh, I swear, just look up on YouTube on all the rest of the I want a ninja so bad. Oh my god! If I get a brand, I'll, I'll give you my little one. I'll probably just upgrade to a bigger one so I can yeah. cook like two steaks at one time. Or something. <laughs> ain't yeah, I can't put a whole lot in there, but I remember I put some French fries I had got from. Um, <laughs> You're burger, wasting that shit on burger fries. Burger fries. I put it back in there. Bomb. That was great. Great. Okay. I, good. You put a burger There's, in there. It's yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Any meat. Yeah. Throw any meat up in them yeah. mugs. Oh, I can't I wait to get one. As soon as I get like a pot roast or something, I'm like, yeah, you going in the cooker, bitch. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm putting shit in the microwave. What the hell am I thinking? You know how you know how your mom's like put, put something in like a crock pot, be cooking all damn day. Yeah, you know, something eight hours later there. is ready. Yeah. Like no, nah, no, nah, thirty minutes we cooking. All right, y'all, y'all sit down. Give me thirty minutes. Like that, that thing is a miracle worker right there, man. That is one of the best creations ever. Other than the back scratcher, that's been the best damn invention <laughs> I've seen in like the past twenty years. Like not those selfie sticks and all that shit that had to run for like two, three summers that people just couldn't get up in the fidget spinners. Another bad error that I don't think we should ever talk about. Oh, I'm again. glad that's over. Oh, God, that, that was, that was, that was, what the hell was this? It's worse than magic card. Calm you down or something. You know how dumb we got to be to get just like a fidget spinner? We all had different custom ones made out of certain. Let's not talk about that, man. That's like a dark time in our lives, man. Like Gigapets or some shit. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's move on. All right. Any, uh, any cinema headlines that we missed? This past week, other than like the Golden Globe winners and losers, that kind of threw me off when I looked at that list. I've never been a fan of that war show. I did see that uh, Avatar 2, The Way of Water, 
globally is now. Why was that nominated so fucking much at the Golden Globes? I feel like that was just one of those things they where ne- they they showed out some money. Like, hey, like throw us in there on the ballot man, real quick, man. We can win a couple of those, man. We're going to send some money your way. That's going to be with viewership going down with these award shows on a consistent basis. They have no choice but to continue to nominate some of the more popular high-grossing movies for these major categories. Even though there's not a snowball chance in hell that they're ever going to win Best Picture, they have to nominate these movies just to get viewers to turn in. They want people to reckon... They don't, they, it's hard enough to get people to turn in anyway, let alone if they just have movies like Tar nominated for Best Picture nobody's ever heard of, the casual movie girls never heard of. That's not going to get your 16-year-old daughter or uh, 25-year-old daughter, uh, mother of one, to turn into the Golden Globes. They want to see movies that they are wanting to see and have seen nominated for them to tune in. Avatar, The Way of Water, Top Gun Maverick, those Why can't they just have like a Blockbuster Awards or something like that? Not like the, the, the RIP to Blockbuster. No, obviously we're not renting out DVDs because we really don't do that shit no more. It's all digital at this point. But like, you know, box office does count for something. It does tell you what the fans and the audience love. Exactly. So critics, they get way too much credit and too much power on saying like what was like one of the best films. Like, no, the audience should absolutely decide. And I, I like how they're actually taking streaming movies more seriously, even though I don't. I don't think they should ever be like, you know, ridiculed in that way, just being like uh looking as lesser than like kinda like direct to streaming movies, kinda like that little direct to video kind of vibe, like what Nick Cage was famous for for a long time, like making a lot of direct to video uh movies. Streaming is getting more respect in the field, but I feel like it feels like a lot of that is just being like forced. Like a uh, sledgehammer. I don't want Avatar to be as nominated as it was. I'm happy that Black Panther finally got the recognition for finally getting an actor or actress to actually win a major award. Angela Bassett was the first one to get that, so bravo to her. Because for the longest time, I thought DC kind of had that in their bag. Like They can make real great performances out of their material, even though they have a lot of shitty movies. When they get to that bag, I feel like Heath Ledger earned it. Joaquin Phoenix earned it. Hell, they even won an Oscar for like a Best Original Song for the fucking Suicide Squad, which still baffles me to this day. But ridiculous. It's ridiculous, but I feel like DC at least had that on their side, that they're actually winning awards. Marvel, up until now, they never won a major award. This is a good step in the right direction for them. Because I, I thought for for sure, if Angela Bassett didn't win this, I'm, I'm, I'm not trusting the award show with anything else, because she absolutely fucking killed it in Wakanda forever. Absolutely. And, and you shouldn't trust them. So... Don't lose a lid when you see her lose Best Supporting Actress to some role in movie you've never heard of when the Academy Awards come on in February or March. They're going to screw who over more than likely. Um, and that's like the, the big daddy of all the movie award shows. Um, I would not be surprised if she doesn't get it. Um, but as long as we liked it as fans, that's what's most important. I don't need an award show to tell me what's good and what's not if i liked it that's enough for me i don't need an award show to validate that and you touched on um uh costner kevin costner earlier yeah um one for yellowstone so congratulations to him because that's a great show yeah yeah, um yeah i I can't i'm gonna definitely make time to watch that 
outside of Will Smith smacking the shit out of Chris Rock last year on the Oscars, <laughs> the most the the best part of the Oscars last year was Kevin Costner uh, presenting one of the award categories. And I, I really feel if there is one solid point of the award show craze, it's just them highlighting the the less popular aspects of the movie industry, the sound edit, editing, the score, screenplays. Um, Kevin Costner, he gave a brief little story of how he fell in love with cinema. He was watching a three-hour movie as a kid, and they had an intermission and most of the audience got up and went outside during the intermission. He said his seven-year-old self was still glued to the screen, and he refused to leave his seat. Movie magic had sucked in his soul, and that's where his love and obsession with cinema came from. I, for, I forget what movie he said, but that was one of the best moments of Oscar history. And that, that Oscar show last year was a shit show, honestly. <laughs> yes, it was badly it was. edited. It was it was terrible, but and that's sad considering Will Packer was the one that um, ran the production for that. A black man, I know. What, what, the first a, time ever wasn't a great look. That the cameras definitely worked when Will Smith got his ass up. So, <laughs> yeah, so that, it was kind of like, man, what the hell are we doing here, man? That's kind of when I figured out this shit. Because at first, I really felt that was a staged event, just to you know, just to draw shock. But then I saw how they start editing things out. And then how the internet started exploding later on. And I was like, that really actually happened. But, yeah, um, it's not all bad with the award shows, but they very rarely get it right. And you should, as us as film goers, should never use that as the end-all, be-all, saying, oh, well, I'm wrong because the Academy Award picked another movie as best movie of the year, so I'm wrong because I like something else. No. If your favorite movie of the year happens to be Megan when this time of the year rolls around. Who's to say you're wrong except me as another moviegoer just has a different opinion. It's just a good all these award shows is are is Hollywood a chance to give itself a nice big pat on the back and say, "Yes, we're important. Yes, we're relevant." But if there is one positive, it does highlight the very talented individuals that make these movies that we love and adore. So for that, I don't think it's completely worthless, but by far, definitely not in the absolute judge of quality. Because, yeah, The Dark Knight, I, I think, uh, yeah, I had that as my fair cut. That, that didn't win Best Picture of the Year. Saying Private Ryan didn't win Best Picture of the Year. Fellowship of the Ring didn't win Best Picture of the Year. It very rarely gets the Best Picture of the Year. Face Off. I, I love Titanic to death. I, I really think Titanic's superior. I ain't never heard no male say they love Titanic. I, I love. I love. I I've love. Always had to watch that. I never watched. Like, that he, on my have own. you ever watched it by yourself? No, I've no never. Around? I've no, never watched it on no. my own merits. It's always been somebody made me watch it. Even my mom made me watch it before with her. I'm like, I don't want to watch this. Four, 14 hours worth of this, but you know, I never watched it. Just like Titanic. Yeah, I'm gonna go to Titanic. I never watched that. I, 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 no, um, the only reason why I'll even stomach it because I see Titanic as a romantic comedy. Now, Tommy, comedy because it's funny. It's, it's funny. It. Like the band plays as a ship. Go- it was some, it was some <laughs> that, funny shit. Yeah, that, that, that I guess that like be. that will never happen in no, real life. Hell no, man. get hell the fuck out no. of here. Well, you made a comment that I might be the lightest skinned black person you ever seen. So there is a certain f- satisfaction of watching. I'm, I'm gonna keep that comment to myself. But just know there's not one black person in that movie 
So all the deaths we see on there. We were a lot of damn cruise ship. Yeah, for movie history. Exactly. <laughs> movie history where the black guy gets killed off first. But Jeez. just on a filmmaking perspective, even though um, the first hour and a half might not. It's definitely not my cup of tea. It's still worth it to the end. It's a boring movie. I it, just wish somebody I, would just admit it's a boring movie. You know, I'm a Batman fanatic. I'm a Batman fanatic, and I liked this most recent movie, The Batman, with Colin Farrell playing the Penguin. But I can honestly say the pacing of Titanic was a hundred times better than this recent The Batman. There's no reason. At least Titanic earned its three-hour running time, in my opinion. Or, or, or to a, a more recent, uh, another extent, for another movie I love, uh, Peter Jackson's follow-up to the Lord of the Rings trilogy was King Kong. I think Peter Jackson's King Kong from 2005 is better than King Kong vs. Godzilla, Kong Skull Island, Godzilla King of Monsters, or that Godzilla. I think that might be the best King Kong movie outside of the 1933 original. That first hour of that movie is absolutely worthless. Have you guys know a movie I'm talking about? Well, I do. The one with uh, Jack Black is Adrian Brody. Yeah, Adrian Brody. Yes. Where he was fighting the T Rexes. Yes, that movie is phenomenal for the last hour I, and a half. I remember that being a big deal. I, re- you know what? I'm gonna tell a quick story. I remember I was, um, I was talking to this girl, and she like, um, she's like, uh, I stay with my roommate. You can come over. I'm thinking like, yes, I'm about to go over Pinochle time, right? So I go over. <laughs> we got so into that movie that we watched the entire movie. We didn't get to Pinochle time. It was like, man, fuck Pinochle time. This is good. You know what I mean? Like, what? We start watching that, and her roommate came back. By the time we thought about Pinochle time, it was too late. So I'm like, I so never, a and big I, old black ape tossing a white woman around. That, you didn't get no Pinochle time. We forgot about <laughs> Pinochle time. You know, movies are intriguing sometimes. So, but I never right. saw her again after that. So I. I I owe that to King Kong and those T Rexes fighting. God damn it! But anyways, I always remember watching that. That was crazy. We, that was she had that on DVD. That was crazy watching. That was the first time I ever seen it. Like, My man, point like, mm, exactly. But did you guys start from beginning to we end? Start from the beginning to end. That was like the you know you got to set the tone. We put the movie in. We had popcorn and then the room. See the pinochle like, time should happen in that first hour. No, because I was mesmerized. I was like, man, this is actually good. By what? I like the movie. I like King Kong and uh, fighting. The he didn't show up until. He didn't fight T Rex till two well, hours. You know, I movie. couldn't just jump right into. P- I'm not as advanced as I am now. Man. I jump right into the peanut. Like jump rope, you know. <laughs> you got to warm the car up. Yeah, yeah. So you got to pick your. Like pick you can't just hop in the car and just drive. You got to warm it up. I might right. take your advice on that. Yeah, yeah. I got to warm it up. You got to pick your times, man. And then I, we, I never got to because the movie was so good. And the roommate came back, and that just really threw off the vibe. So, uh, but I, I just remember that. And I remember I worked at Walmart at that time, and that was on all the displays on the TVs in the electronic area was that Kong movie back then. So, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. That's all yeah, I remember. I, I, yeah. I remember I didn't enjoy it. Like yeah. sometimes a slow pace does pay off if it ends in like a very like dramatic like climatic way. But you're not saying that's the case for Titanic. Oh man! Like oh, I get to see like this old woman drop a diamond in the ocean. Like Jack dies in the water because he sacrificed himself so she can lay on the like. Nah, everything about that movie just pissed me off. I'm like, man, here we go, men dying. Like men, like women and children first. No, fuck that. I'm feminist today. Get my ass on a boat. 
right now. <laughs> right now. Give me that mint cold. I'm cold too, damn it. No, uh, no, I, I, I can't do that. I will say um, I'll probably pick that Peter Jackson King Kong is a superior movie over Titanic. But I will sit through that first hour of Titanic more so than that first hour of King Kong. And Adrian Brody as a screenplay writer and watching this girl trying to rehearse for for stage plays. And Jack Black, that movie, that first hour was absolute shit. I'm sorry. And please rewatch that movie if you think I'm lying. I absolute shit. Haven't first seen hour. it since, but I, that movie should not have been three hours. No, there's no King. That King Kong movie that we love. Titanic shouldn't have been three hours. I no, agree with that for sure. I, I agree with that. Is yeah, I can't. At least that. I got to see some. Some bare titties, at least. I didn't see that in King Kong. But I got a there. long wait to get to that part, though. You got a long wait in Titanic. I know. By the time he got to that part, man, he's like, man, I'm sleepy. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm sleepy. Ain't nothing happening down south right now. I'm, I'm tired as hell. <laughs> I just heard my muscle through this shit. Like, get him out of jail. and all. Man, come on. Yeah, it, 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 it just wasn't intriguing enough to me. No. Yeah. No. Like, ain't no man in history ever watched Titanic that didn't think he was going to get some ass. Right. It was like you, you watch That's a guaranteed like ass you, getting movie. Like if you sacrifice three hours to watch some boring ass love story that ends tragically, it's like what are we doing here? What are we doing here, man? We could have just got to Pain Knuckle Town like two hours ago. Like when we was wide eyed and bushy tailed. Mm-hmm. Now we both tired. Both gonna lay on our sides because we don't want to do nothing <laughs> right. too strenuous. I like start eating Doritos and shit. Like, man, <laughs> like all right, man. That is a good point you guys yeah. make because I have watched that King Kong movie by myself. <laughs> I have never sat down and said. Hey, let me watch Titanic with my free time. Yeah. That's never happened, actually. No, no, There's no. always a girl involved. Exactly. exactly. That is a good point. We all know the assignment. Right. Because that's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. We got our we got our hidden gems ready? Yeah. Yes, sir. All right, Ryan, what you got for us first, man? Why I go ahead and drop mine down because I'm being late and lazy with mine. <sighs> I was the same way. Start off the show. I understand. Uh, my hidden gem is a movie that was advertised upon its release as having possibly... The three greatest actors of their given generation. And the second lead of this movie was my favorite actor at the time. And seeing it in theaters, it being marketed as the next great, exciting action movie, I thought it was okay, but didn't love it. Rewatching it recently, I absolutely adore this movie. And it absolutely stars three of the greatest actors of all time and one of the finest and best actresses of all time. This movie is 2001 The Score, starring Robert De Niro, Edward Norton, Marlon Brando, and Angela Bassett. Uh, Storyline is probably similar to movies. Tell me if you've ever heard this storyline before. Um, A career criminal thief is looking for one last job and then walk away from the business and and go straight for the rest of his life. But that last job ends up being harder than expected. How many movies have we seen with that same plot line? I feel like you described the Italian job. Exactly. Uh, great point, which also has Edward Norton in it uh-huh. as, as a bad guy. Um, one, I enjoyed... This movie way more as an adult. We touched on this earlier about our perspective of things as a young kids compared to adults. And two, I didn't realize until watching this movie again 
since the first time it uh, I probably haven't seen this movie since it was on DVD in 2001 uh, I, I owned that DVD at one point I, I must have sold that at one point because it's not my collection anymore but um, it's directed by Yoda himself Frank Oz hmm. um, Frank Oz directed this movie and uh, he's primarily known for doing a, a hell of a lot of Muppet movies and the to me at least overrated but slightly creepy 80s movie the Dark Crystal, if you guys have ever seen The Dark Crystal by any chance. Never even heard of it. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's, it's creepy as hell, but I was a kid when I saw it, so it's probably cheesy as hell, but I never really liked that movie. But yeah, uh, Yoda himself, Frank Oz, directed this, and this movie is freaking great. I think we are of the perfect age of this movie, and I think we'll appreciate it more of how entertaining a movie can be with a good story, good acting, and zero special effects all this stuff is done practically i i felt the same thrill seeing robert de niro blow torch through a safe and using uh water pressure to blow it up because he couldn't crack the actual safe itself than i did with the uh, cgi army running on another cgi army uh, I, f- I felt more thrilled watching an actual real deal f- blow torch blowing f- firing away at a safe just so he could fill it with water uh, it's still a $5 million item. And uh, the highlight of this movie is that there's really only two heists in the movie itself. One at the very beginning that introduces us to the Robert De Niro career thief who's trying to get out the job in his mid-50s. And them planning for the end heist at the end, which is a prolonged 30-minute sequence which is uh, just as exciting as anything that's been released modern day and how they not only are there double crosses along the way, but the actual plan and heist itself gets more complicated with unforeseen hurdles that pop up based on updated security measures placed on this item. Uh, If you haven't seen this movie from 2001, you guys are in for a treat. Uh, Angela Bassett has been the talk of the town this year and well-deserved with what she did in Wakanda Forever. Wait till you see her 20 years younger in this movie if you guys haven't seen it. She'll look exactly the same. <laughs> That's She'll a good look point. Exactly the she same. really does. She really does. Found the youth, she found it and she oh. kept it to herself. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, she, is, she is great in this. And as an adult, I think... Um, I think you guys will enjoy it far more than, than I did upon seeing it initially. I, how old were we guys in 2001? We were at Southside at that point, weren't we? It was like what? 16, 16 17? 16, 17, yeah. something like that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I was – it unless a car is getting blown up in the first five minutes of the movie, it probably wasn't one of my favorite movies at that age. But as an adult, uh, seeing um, Robert De Niro wanting to retire from being a thief – while actually owning a a jazz bar as an adult, I can relate a lot more to the Rob De Niro character and kind of see how much of an asshole the young punk Edward Norton character was in this thinking that he's smarter than the than the the wiser Rob De Niro character. Um, I think it really just didn't really have a lot of uh, hoopla about it because... Edward Norton, Robert De Niro, Angela Bassett all had classic movies. They got a lot more hype under their belt. So to have all these, and Marlon Brando, the Don Corleone himself and the Godfather, all four of them have solidified 
top 100 movies of all time under their belt. So for all four of them to be in the same movie together, you would think that movie would just would be just as good as as Heat or Goodfellas or uh, or Fight Club. Just because it's it's not on that level doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It's still a very very good movie. I I would dare to even call it great. Uh, Two thousand one, the score, Robert De Niro, super fine Angela Bassett, my favorite actor during that decade, Edward Norton, and a movie directed by Yoda himself, Frank Oz. Please, if you haven't seen this, this is an underrated gem. And absolutely one of the best movies of the 2000 era. The score. Damn. You coming out with some fire, man. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll see what you're doing over there. All right, man. All right, man. All right. I, I got, I got mm-hmm. you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to see that and I'm going to raise you one. <laughs> nice. Now, if you don't mind, I'll go next. Go now, this one is an ultimate classic to me. It's a movie that I didn't fully appreciate when it came out. This was a 1999 release. And it's... It's the epitome of a dark comedy to me. Now, a lot of you kids nowadays, while y'all listening, complaining about having to work fast food jobs, whatever, and you sitting there in the workplace and you kind of hate your job, you're shitting on your boss, your boss is a very cliche stereotype of everything you think you've seen in a movie. This movie embodies everything that you hate about your job in the workplace and complaining about what's been going on and wanting to change all that. And that movie is Office Space. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Man. Great. Oh, yeah. That's a classic in my eyes as well. Absolutely. It's one of those movies where the older I get, the more relevance it has to me as far as being relatable as how a lot of people see like their day-to-day, nine-to-five uh, stereotypical job, like the water cooler talk, the boss walking around, like trying to give you orders, whatever, trying to tell you how to do your job while you're walking around with their little cup, drinking their coffee. Like everything <laughs> about this movie was damn near perfect to me. And it's one of the rare movies where uh, Jennifer Anson has like a, a pretty good role in it for the, for the most part, a damn good role, a damn good role. So it stars, uh, Ron Livingston, which I feel like he's one of those guys that I thought he was going to be something more after this, but he didn't really live up to the hype of his career, which is unfortunate. That happens a lot in Hollywood. It does, and it, it happened to him, but at least he gave us this. And it also has uh, Gary Cole, which a lot of people remember from um, uh, Ricky Bobby, uh, Talladega Nights, so, like playing the dad <laughs> on that one. And uh, who's uh, Jennifer Hansen, as I said. Now, this – now, we were like 16, 17 when uh, – 2001. This was like what? Like what? 15? 15, we were 16, freshmen. I, I remember vi- vividly. We came into Southside as freshmen in 1999. Yeah. So yeah, when this movie first came out, I did watch it like the first year when it came out. Obviously, I didn't see it in theaters because this wasn't the type of movie I would watch in theaters. But I remember somebody recommended this movie to me. I can't remember who, and they just like, man, this movie is funny as hell, man. Like the dude gets hypnotized. He goes into his boss's job, starts telling the truth about everything, man, and he just fucking gives his boss like the finger and just walks out and <laughs> he gets promoted. I was like, what? Like, what the hell are you talking about, man? I'm like, this this sounds like a horrible movie. This is an office space movie. It has nothing to do with us in high school right now. How am I going to relate to this? I watched it and somehow I related to this movie perfectly of, <laughs> of like being like that grumpy ass dude like who got a job and he don't want to fucking be there man like the worst place sucks. <laughs> you always have like those one or two friends that you like like you group up and click up with and y'all just talking shit about damn near everybody 
and the most relatable scene in that movie is where they took like that fucking copier Unbeat and they took down. that they, they beat the shit out of <laughs> that, that copier in some open field. It was like the copier that kept getting jammed up. Yeah. Everybody fucking hated. It. They went like fucking thug life <laughs> all over this damn copier in the middle of a field. Man, beat it up with a baseball bat. It was an incredible movie, and it 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 actually stands the test of time. It doesn't. It age. gets better with age. Yeah, it. it it, it doesn't really age. <laughs> no, it doesn't. You're it's right. like it's. It looks like it can come out today, and it's still. It feels like the exact same movie. <laughs> all yeah, all that stuff holds up great. Which which is really hard to do. It's very hard to do. The only thing Jennifer Anson still looks exactly the same to me. Still looks great. Everybody else, Gary Cole, of course, he gets older, but for the most part, it's like this movie was perfectly designed to actually. If you put this in like a like a time capsule and you buried this thing for like a hundred years and you watch it now, it will still feel very relevant to you. I had that in my top five for my favorite. We were doing our best year of movies ever. Uh-huh. That movie Alpha space came out in 99, the same year as fight club Matrix. and the matrix. Yeah. And there's a lot of other classic movies that came out that year. That movie still made my top five. That movie is great. Um, I like the two bobs who come oh, in to evaluate the whole. It's company. one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> like when he goes into the two bobs, and he's like, "All right, I come in, I sit at my computer, I just, I just pretty much like a uh, space out for about an hour, <laughs> like space out, space like, out, yeah." He's like, "Like in a week, I probably do like an hour and a half of like real work." And then he said, "Like the realest line I've ever heard in cinema history." He said. I work just hard enough to not get fired. <laughs> and I feel like that is that's a lot perfect. of people's mentality yeah, right there. I work just, that's me too. Yeah. I work just hard enough to not get fired. Right. I was like, uh, damn. Well, them being fans of Michael Bolton and that guy hating Michael Bolton having to lie. He was like, yeah, his music's You're like, good. yeah, yeah, You goddamn right he is. You goddamn right, Mike. <laughs> oh, look at that guy's face. They kept looking at him like, in relation to the singer. I was like, no. Like, Those yeah, two you, bobs are hilarious on there. And oddly enough, I find myself relating. Of all the characters in that movie, I am kind of ashamed to say this. I, f- I find myself relating to the guy who got fired and ended up uh, trying to kill himself. And oh, got, M- oh, Milton? <laughs> yeah, Milton. He was like, I got you tell me they're coming here fires. So I gotta go stand the unemployment line with those scumbags. <laughs> yes, yeah, he, that was the lowest point of his life. Actually, having to file for unemployment. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, bro. that was that was really funny. <laughs> I like how he was mumbling. He's like, I'll, I'll, "I'll burn this. I'll burn this building down to the ground." No, not something. that. Not, not that guy. That guy is. Uh, he he did the burn the building down. The, the other guy with the mustache. He was fat and chubby himself. He, oh, they, okay. He, I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, he tried to kill himself and then oh, change yeah. his mind and then end up getting then in a car. Then he ended up being at his party or something like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he had a... <laughs> he tried yeah. to kill himself in the garage and he backs out and then he gets hit by a car. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, he gets to retire off of that. But he's handicapped for the rest of his life. <laughs> I was... I found myself relating to that guy more and more. And, and the fact that his, his attorney who won him that settlement was telling him that, hey... Uh, minimum security prisons, uh, no joke. Yeah, I heard the trick is you better whoop somebody's ass <laughs> or, or become somebody's bitch. He's like, Why you ask? Oh, they start panicking really bad. All right, but anyway, Office Space that's my hidden gem for this week. I think it's on Hulu right now, in case you guys want to go out and try to find it. And you should go out and try to find it, even if you've seen it already. Watch it again, 
every time you see like an old classic like that, you watch it again with a different lens and different perspective and you live life a little bit, it looks and feels completely different. Just like Beetlejuice was a little bit different for me. So I'll say go out and watch it again. You'll enjoy it. Make a nice little date night of it. And yeah, just go enjoy that movie. Ultimate classic right there off the screen. Ultimate classic. Cool, man. I got a a comedy for you guys real quick. Um, It's called Naked with Marlon Wayans. What? He, uh, Wait, I, never, I did see that. That was a Netflix yeah, one, right? Yeah, it was Netflix. Came is out it the one where he kind of relives? Yeah, it's kind of like Groundhog yeah. Day. It's his version of Groundhog Day. Yeah. Uh, Regina Hall is in there. This. Um, he uh, basically he gets stuck in an elevator over and over, but he's naked. <laughs> and uh, he's getting married funny. to Regina Hall, and he doesn't know. Somebody drugged him and put him in this uh, elevator, and he's reoccurring. He keeps, keeps reoccurring in this <laughs> elevator, and he's late to his own wedding. And every time he has to get out, but he has no clothes. He don't know where his clothes are at. And somebody framed him and put this hilarious. It's a good, it's a good time. It's, a, it's something that you could watch with your wife or significant other or anybody, um, not your kids probably. But it's just he's not showing everything. But you know how Marlon Wayans is with his he his is, comedy. You he know, exaggerates. He's exaggerate, but it's actually pretty good. It's Regina Hall. Her fine self is in there. You know, we like oh, to see yeah. her. Uh, he's getting married to her. He's like a substitute teacher, but she's some big time. Um, uh, you know, big time office person. I can't remember what, exactly what she does, but um, obviously he's kind of marrying up to her level, and she's kind of people are saying she's marrying down to his level. Uh, so he's trying to, you know, he's got a lot of pressure on him. He's, her dad is the um, the dude from those uh, uh, what's the what's the insurance the black dude from the insurance. Uh, oh, the president. I, the from president. 24. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. He's the dad. And uh, so he'd be disgracing Marlon Wayans because he's just a substitute teacher. He don't got no money and stuff. And he owns a big-time business. But basically the whole thing is like Groundhog's Day. He just keeps waking up in this elevator naked. And everything he does, he has to remember from the last time because he, he he always gets killed or knocked out or something. He wakes back up in the elevator. And it's just him trying to marry Regina Hall and him not being good enough for her. And it's just it's a good time. It's a good movie. It's funny. I enjoyed it. I watched it on Netflix the, uh, about two weekends ago. Forgot I even watched that. But I like anything the Wayans does. Uh, so I, I, I give that one a try if you can. It's just Marlon Wayans. He's pretty much – and Regina Hall, an old dude from the insurance company, three people you probably recognize off the top. And what ended up happening – What's in your oh, – no, uh, you're in good hands with Allstate. Good, Allstate. Not yeah. him. Is it him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, – uh, when you find out why he really got in the elevator and all, he keeps open. He gets he's stuck in the elevator, and they have to you know pry it open and let him out. And he's butt ass naked every time, and he just remembers everything from the last time, just like what Bill Murray would have went through in Groundhog's Day. So uh, get out a try. 2017 is on Netflix. It's called Naked with Marlon Wayans. Anything the Wayans do, I'm kind of leaning that way. Uh, speaking of the Wayans, Sean Wayans will be at Summit City Comedy Club in March in Fort Wayne. Definitely go go check him out. So because I checked out Damon Wayans Jr. last year and he was hilarious. Oh so. yeah, I saw that one yeah, that week. Yeah, you too. were there that too. Yeah, oh, he yeah. was fucking hilarious. funny. So yeah, that's check out Naked on um, Netflix. Oh, a and talented his, family. And his talented. name is actually Dennis Hasberg. Okay, I didn't Thank know his you. real Thank name. You. The Allstate guy who, like, yeah, good yeah just like you, got Allstate. a perfect fucking hairline. Well, yeah. I don't know what the hell's going on, man. But he, he been taking his vitamins. He's like he paint his on, but yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. If it is, that's that good paint. It's not like that, you know. Afro sheen that just you know, goes out and like as soon as you hit the sunlight, that shit just starts <laughs> dripping down and shit. And next thing you know, like you got motor oil on your forehead. So good for him. He got he got a really good one. But I remember that movie. Yeah, it was like that and another one he did with Netflix called uh, I think it was called like Six Tuplets or something like I that. I didn't like that one. That was kind of that dumb. one was kind of mm-hmm. weird. But mm-hmm. I kind of found it kind of funny because it was one of the few movies where he did it and it was Marlon Wayne wasn't naked. 
And I was like, finally, this dude decided to keep his That's fucking a good clothes point. on? And, yeah, that movie was the, – the Six Tuplets movie was no classic by any means. But I'm shocked I, I missed the movie Naked. I, I, I thought I was familiar with all of Marlon Wayne's work. This must m- movie must have came and went real fast. It, it was just a Netflix special. It so, was like because yeah. you know they go on a run where they have like a bunch of like original Netflix movies and something like that, and this one kind of got lost in the shuffle. It, it had to have been because yeah, the Sex Tuplets uh, movie was wasn't overly hype, but I haven't heard of that one. This I heard movie that one. Really me and my wife me saw that one. I was like, yeah, this one is kind of funny. Like I kind of enjoy this one. Like it's kind of exaggerating a lot of spots, but overall, it's like, man, it's actually kind of funny, man. I'm kind of enjoying this one. So yeah, Marlon Marlon Wayans is kind of like hit and miss with a lot of people, like. I like how I'm he, a fan. like when he tones down his comedy like on the screen and he's not doing like the over exaggerated physical comedy like he does with his stand up. When he takes it down and you have to focus more on like the dialogue of like being funny, like he is pretty good. Yeah. I think he relied so much on like the physical aspect of it. But when he gets back to, when he gets to the aspect of his career where he can be like a Damon, like his brother, yeah. where like his words is like was really cracking your ribs and not him just being like being goofy and funny and dancing and being all over the damn place. I think when he, he tones it down, he, he even is pretty good. Even his stand-up, he's naked. Man, come on, Marlon, man. We got to see all that. He's pulling he his ass his cl- out. Really? Oh, I missed that. He, I don't think he's stand-up funny, though. I think the other brothers are a little more funnier than him. Damon is the king. Damon is king. For Damon sure. Damon is king. So, I yeah. think, actually, Sean is actually coming to Summit City. Yeah, that's why I said Sean. Sean wins. Is, is yeah. he coming in March? Yeah, March. Yep, the end of March. I've never seen his stand-up before, ever. I don't know how funny. Yeah, I, right. think, I think he'd be a little funnier than Sean. I mean, Marlon. Sean, I think, is a little more like down he, to earth. He's yeah. like he has like serious like dry humor or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but, but, but I mean, they're funny together. When they're together, that's a whole different story. But Damon Wayans, I think it would be more like Damon Wayans Jr. I think he'd be more like him. Yeah. If they actually went on a tour, I would buy that ticket oh, so they, damn fast. They do, so but damn they never fast. Come, they, they always go like the East Coast. Because it'd be Damon, Marlon, Sean. They do. They tour together. Yes. Yeah. What? Yes, that would be what great. What the hell, Indiana? You better book their asses. Hell That's yeah. a damn shame. They can't even get the Philharmonic. We're trying to get the Shrine Circus shit still. Get the fuck out of here. They don't even come anymore. Nah, I know. Dude. Get that bullshit. I want to see this shit. Oh, they even got damn lions. They got damn Rottweilers with names on this shit, man. Fuck out of here. Nah, I could have sworn my company made they picket signs and shit. I was like, damn. Like, y- y'all Still boycotting? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> like part yeah, self. Man, part I haven't been to the circus since I was in elementary school. They still bring their punk ass. Man. I'm like, man, what the hell is a Misfit Shrine Circus? Like, what is this? What are y'all? Why y'all got top hats like y'all in Indiana Jones? Like, I don't know who y'all is. They sure do. Get that fucking shrine bullshit. Nobody give a shit about them. They got that little lamp top hat. <laughs> Hot <laughs> lava lamp hat. Oh, oh they got that. Like, what is it? A poo from Aladdin? <laughs> <laughs> like, why y'all got this hat on? Why y'all got like this little graduation tassel on? <laughs> like, what is this? Like an old ass fat white man. Oh, like I saw that in the end. It was like, man, where your hat? I didn't recognize you, man. Like, put the tassel on the hat, man. Now oh, I know who man. you is. Oh, poor way got to step it up. Oh man, I ain't never, been, I ain't never been to no circus in like twenty some years. Oh, it was no. elementary for sure. No, I mean it was a class trip. I was like, man, can I just stay here? <laughs> I do not want to see no damn elephants and all this other shit. I don't care for the circus. I think I, my dad took me. Oh man. <laughs> He was like, never get out there. That was my last time. I'm not paying for this shit no more. No, because it's clowns. You know, I got I got a phobia of clowns. The last thing I want to do is go to a fucking, uh, uh, be in a big-ass tent trap with fucking clowns. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to knock this motherfucker out, man. Like, get out of my face, bitch. Don't be fucking with me like that. Oh, man. Oh, man. 
Good All times, right. guys. Another, another another great episode, guys. Man, another great episode. So, anything else? I need anything else? Will we miss anything? We be looking forward to it, next man. week. Ant Man, Ant Man, Ryan Man. Like, don't even worry about bootleg and house party. I don't want to watch that. Shit. Yeah, you don't got. I do want to watch the Megan movie though. I'm gonna try to watch the Megan. I kind of want to watch it, but there was one damn trailer that came out where she started dancing in the fucking hallway. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck am I watching right now? Um, it looks it looks really weird. You know what? Megan probably would have had a better selling if it was, um, if it was like the they were selling like these dolls to like white families, but Megan was actually black. So give like the kids like a black friend. Like I, 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 like I said, the screenwriter for this movie was a black female. I would not be surprised if the original concept for this was a black doll terrorizing a black niece and black aunt. But the the creator of that AI and doll, the person who founds the company, they want to mass produce a white doll because they want to make that sell more. That would have been way more interesting than the movie that they gave us. Um, but they, got, they, got, they made they thirty million dollars in three days. They got to reverse it. They got they, they got to reverse it because what is like a a black person a bunch of around a bunch of white people is always horror. Yeah, when it's white people around for around a bunch of black people, it's a comedy. <laughs> Think about this. Very it's true. always a fucking comedy. When it's mm-hmm. us, it's like it's the scariest fucking thing that ever happened. When it happens to them, it's like oh man, this is kind of funny, man. White dude hanging around <laughs> with a bunch of black people, man. Like oh, it was because you talked about book, that damn uh, movie with uh, Bernie Mac. Uh, um, Guess who? Ask, yeah, well, like, like, every time yeah, they yeah. do that, it always feels like a comedy. They always have like that token white person around, and mm. it's always a fucking comedy. He did a good job, though. He was perfect for that to me, though. Ashton Kutcher played that well. He, know, he, I enjoyed, he enjoyed him in that. He played it a little bit too well. Yeah, a so little bit too. I yeah, because Bernie Mac said right after that scene, he's like, how did he come up with all those damn black jokes? Yeah, oh, I, was yeah. like, <laughs> I was like, funny. I was thinking the same yeah. damn thing. He just rattled them off one by one. I was like, damn. Well, you don't watch, you haven't seen the 70s show, so he's always, you know, um, the dude from the seventy show for me, I can't get past it. He's just a goofy ass. Uh, I forgot what his name is. What's his name in seventy show? Ah, shit. Um, don't ask me. I, I know, I know you show. don't watch it, but he's just always that person to me. You know, uh, Kelso. There That's we go. There yeah, we go. yeah, he's always Kelso to me, and he's stupid as fuck. But he, he be getting he girl. is hilarious. He be getting girls, he is dumb, as, dumb hell as hell. He be getting so hella girls. Oh, well, yeah, be fine as they be on his bees. He, he pulled my redhead girl from Buffy the Vampire Slayer in one of those episodes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So. Son of a watch that seventy show time. Give it a try, man. I bet you like that. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe. I I have to think about it, but. It just didn't look that interesting. You don't even got to be a stoner to enjoy even this, it. No, even no. this whole this whole uh, resurgence of like bringing that show back. Was it that that ninety show? Ninety show or something? Even like that? Then, is he like, behind this resurgence? I think he's making like cam- he's making a cameo along with everybody else in it. But it was kind of like why? When I saw the poster, they're not even the main. They're not even bringing all the cast members back. No, it's but, a brand new cast except for the parents. Yeah, but when they do that, it, it, it feels like it's a it's. A horrible money grab. It is. It's, it will only they did be that one with, season. They did that from, with Full House, with Fuller House. They yeah. brought that shit back, and I feel like they did that with uh, Boy Meets World. They brought that back and made it like Girl Meets World. Only only last one season. It'll be done and gone in one season. It's like, why do this at all? Why do this at all? Just let it go. Like, let your work live in the past where it belongs, and if people want to go find it, we got streaming for it. Don't try to revamp it. Like, for the most part, it, it doesn't usually work. At least I don't remember one that actually does work. If y'all think of one, let me know. Text me in the middle of the night, just in case I have to keep sitting up worried about it. I'm going to hold you to that. But if it if there is one, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Likewise. it. Likewise. Not a one. Not a one. But aside from that, great episode. Great content, guys. Agreed. Great, great. It, was, it was a pretty good week. Let me let me make sure I get my song over here. Hold on. Where are we going? Where are we going? 
Uh, Fiona Apple, Fiona Apple, Fiona Apple. Fi- Fi- what the what the hell is going on in your life? Uh, no. I, hey, oh, man. Oh, I ain't no damn. Uh, <laughs> what I need. Oh, even better. Even better. The good old Kanye. The good old Kanye. That's what we're going to keep saying to ourselves. Like, this is when Kanye still had a little bit of conscience, man, and we was actually, you know, inviting him to the black barbecues and shit. Like, <laughs> before he got, like, a white man hungry to be hanging out with those Bill Gates. And, you know, like, Mr. Tesla, whoever else he keeps bringing up, you think he's Walt Disney all of a sudden? They're all <laughs> laughing at Kanye, just like us. Yeah. I'm not laughing. We're just shaking our fucking head at every time we he talks. I'm like, man, there go Kanye once again. No, but everybody, thank y'all for tuning in to Cinemax Advance. Hopefully, y'all have a really good week. Uh, if y'all haven't done that already, look us up on Facebook, uh, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. That's where we are. And yeah, once again, hopefully y'all have a good week. Just like we're about to have one. So go out and watch a movie and we'll catch y'all next week. All righty. Good night. See y'all Peace later. Out.